Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome to Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut shaming podcast. Yo, you haven't said I'm Christina Hutton. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm the boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Hey, fuckers, what up? Fuckers new and old, old OG and all in between. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm still Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. (laughs) I was going to say unfortunately for some of you, but I figure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, you can tune back in if you hate listen because of Corinne. Congratulations and welcome back. back. We're We're happy to have you. Now, if you're... If you're just joining uh, Guys We Fucked or if you uh, are joining us again after being with us before the luminary switch, um, first of all, happy to have you back. We love you. Hello. And um, we'll, we'll give you some really quick updates of what's happened in Corinne and I's lives over the last three years. Some real fun stuff. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, okay. Well, I had the three-way, which you guys knew about. We flew a porn star in and, and fucked him with another guy. It was the, one of the best things ever. Uh, oh, I had a sex drought for two years where I had no sex and I felt like um, I felt like an imposter slut and then um, I got a dog Kevin McAllister Hutchinson oh that's right yeah Kevin. I got the dog yeah I got Kevin at the top of quarantine I did finally have sex and it was I love sex it's the, my favorite thing in the world and no one is homeless or ugly or bad uh, when a dick is inside of me so um, I was really happy to reignite my passion for sexual intercourse because it's one of my favorite things in the world um, oh, and I found out that my dad's not my biological father. How about you? Um, okay, so I went through a lot of boyfriends since you yes, left. so many. I was just pussy and dry, <laughs> and I just was watching Corinne. It just a revolving door. Yeah, on on per on purpose. It wasn't like I don't I don't know. I just I, they were mostly po- like positive experiences. I just am getting real fast at like knowing when it's over and moving on, being less of a dumb bitch. It's yeah, great. and it's good. And some of them were really old. Um, not really, but like you know, I was trying to keep it within like 10 years older than me there one one was 15 years older was corn guy before or after paywall i don't even remember i, think, I believe corn guy was during paywall during, was during paywall, paywall. Yeah. so i i, I met your first date i oh. met a guy from corn on uh raya and that was <laughs> i fucked a rock star for the first time and now i finally know what fuck like a rock star means and it's a real thing Ooh. um and we're still friends and he's a great person but we're not dating anymore um and now and then i dated like a couple other people one guy lived in Colorado, then another guy lived in North Carolina. I wow. was I was a domestic. You were hoeing it up all over the United States. I was doing some domestic travel for, for a you. while. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the one before this was 46, and then I went from a really hot 46-year-old zaddy to mm. a really hot um, 24-year-old. He was 23 when I started dating. Ooh. Raise your eyebrows if you want. <gasps> um, probably the best relationship I've ever been in, um, and that's who I'm currently dating. His name is Dylan. Um, and then also, uh, gosh, so behind the paywall, everyone, uh, died. So a man I was dating, um, uh, named Carl died. R.I.P. And then my grandfather died. 
R.I.P. And then um, most seriously, uh, my dad was really, really sick for all of last year. And then he died. Major R.I.P. And then I went to Costa Rica for my birthday with my then 23 year old boyfriend, who's now 24, to mourn the death of my father. And while I was in Costa Rica, uh, I was woken up in the middle of the night by someone telling me to check on my childhood best friend. And then I found out that she had died two years previously also while my dad was sick and during quarantine. So I didn't uh, so I didn't know because I was wrapped up in other shit. And she um, lives in Florida, but lives nowhere now because she's dead. And that's um, that's what happened over the past. Uh, two, yeah. Two, two to three years. So oh, also I moved and I got a Mustang. Yeah. And um yeah oh and I I bought a place but oh I don't, yeah that's fucking huge would that oh, that happened yeah, after that hap- so I bought yeah, yeah. and I uh, and I own an apartment in, in Manhattan yeah that's pretty sick that's so pretty sick I think that's it and then Mike's here oh I'm yeah here. We Hi, have guys. Mike Coscarelli yeah. our so you resident know Mike, dude our yeah. producer he he's always he's worked on the show for quite some time but now he he has a microphone because we thought there's a lot of female um, hosted uh, sexuality shows out there and a lot of times it's people who are primarily talking to a heterosexual audience but like we're talking but we never like have the input of the actual people we're right. fucking which was the the impetus for guys we fucked right. was to go to the source go to the dick and so we were like we need dick in the studio yeah and he, so he's not a co-host I know some of you have been very he's worried about that dick. yeah you can relax guys <laughs> he's a re- he's a resident he's our resident dude and when we have questions that we feel like are appropriate or, or we need a man to answer we go Hey Mike, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And then I have a response. Yeah, usually. yeah, that's yeah, fun, sweet, and yeah. and also like just so you know, like he's not like a new like Mike's been my friend long before I was on like before guys we fucked even yeah. started like uh, not before it started but, but we like were... right at the beginning like yeah you've been my friend for like a really yeah. like my close friend for a really really long time so yeah. you're in a re- you're in a relation well you're like. I, I am. I am you're now. Headed there. I'm headed there. Yeah, which I, is I, lovely. I started seeing a girl that I like quite a bit. Yeah, and that's lovely. Yeah, we've so you're a lot headed of time there. Together. You're mm-hmm. in there. I'm still single, and I had a dream about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So if you're out there, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, and you're listening to this because we're back in front of the paywall, um, I just want to let <laughs> you know. He turned it immediately. That, yeah, <laughs> he saw our promo maybe, on Instagram. Maybe, I believe. Okay, uh, I had a dream about him. Very vivid, and I just feel like. It's possible. I've seen him walking around New York. He's one of the celebrities I've seen walking around New York. He's definitely really? a New York yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like sure. a very New York walk around celebrity. Well, so and, this is feasible. and he was filming. He was a guest star on Billions this season. Oh. And the studio where they shoot right next door to my building. Oh. My new building. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So, Joseph, where you at? Yeah, we wanted to catch you up on that because a lot of you have been asking like if the episodes we did behind uh, the Luminary Paywall are also going to be released now that we're Absolutely in front of the Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> yeah, no. You <laughs> still, I revealed some secrets. You still have to pay for those and if you want to a- and access good, those. Yeah. And if you're like, well, I live in a country that I can't access those, get a VPN. Yeah, it's 100%. Not ex- it's not expensive. Or move. And, and or move. Come to America. To our, to, our, to our beloved Luminary subscribers, we love you so much. We will be releasing two bonus episodes of Guys We Fucked per month. And in those, I have some. Oh, I have an update that I will not talk about in front of the paywall. Whew. Uh, Even so I don't. Next, I don't think I no, know. No, you don't. It's very recent. Um, it's a big one. Um, so, so some of the personal stuff because our our mental health really increased when we went behind the paywall because it's really nice to not have like. Any stranger, any any Joe Schmo being able to like, you know, get our deepest, darkest secrets on our on our Internet diary that we've kept called Guys We Fucked. So um, I do really value uh, you Luminary subscribers so much. And I have so many things that I only trust with your ears. So um, there is a lot of inherent value in being a Luminary subscriber. I highly recommend. 
Yeah. And thank you. And but, but also welcome back if you there if there was like a you know a real reason you couldn't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you'll you'll be able to tell. Be like, oh, they're seemingly in a in a better mood. I know it's weird. <laughs> they're like happy to be here. Huh. Oh gosh! And also big super news, and we really can thank a, a large part um, to, to the luminary subscribers because you f- helped us fund a lot of art that we made in the past couple of years. And one of those things is our debut comedy special that comes out on Valentine's Day for free on YouTube February 14th you know this is what happens if you pay for a little art we can give more art away yes it's, it's, we invest in ourselves because mm-hmm. we believe in ourselves so hats off to Luminary for paying female creators the money that they deserve so we can invest it back into our own art and uh, you can watch it for free make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel our social media handles across the board guys we fucked without the you and fucked yeah. YouTube TikTok Instagram Facebook your mom's house your dad's house your brother uh, you know all that stuff yeah so subscribe right now and then you'll get that special for free on uh, February 14th and right there's lots of other content that you can enjoy right now including uh, a web series that we're in the midst of there's two episodes up called the dumb bitch woo hour mm. so there's a reason for you to go there right now you get some free art and then you wait a couple weeks and then you get some more free art hell yeah also uh, personal social media handles I'm at Christina Hutch and I'm at Flynn Anthropy gal, please give us a follow. Man, you may speak. Uh, I'm, I'm, am I giving my socials? Yeah, if you want to. Uh, at Mike Coscarelli uh, yeah. on all socials. I primarily only use Instagram, though. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. I would, too, if I had a face, a face like, like that. that. Yep, good for you. <laughs> all right. So if you want to email Big us, it's, it's still Big the hog. same email address. It's sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. Just make that subject line really specific so we can decide if we want to talk about that topic. Uh, hi, Corinne and Christina. Um, oh, wait. I didn't, I didn't fucking. Okay. So the subject line is, turns out my father had a completely hidden secret gay <gasps> affair for 25 years with an Irish lad question mark question mark question mark yeah. Oh my! And I thought that I thought that one was pretty That's interesting. Yeah. So oh, I did put a call to action for emails. So I, I hopefully, yeah. I wonder. Okay. Good. Wow. 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 Hi, Corinne and Christina. Words cannot begin to fully comprehend the courage and knowledge you two have given me over these Aww. last seven years as an Advent listener of your podcast. You two have changed my life in so many ways, and I always think about a time in the distant future when I will get to tell my family about how I obsessively envied these two woke, self-empowered uh, female individuals who pioneered a podcast called Wait for. It, guys, we fucked. Oh my God, laughing my I'm ass off. Getting my period, but that's really sweet. I know. I was like, this one's <laughs> menstruating over oh, here. Not yet. Almost. <laughs> I'm not woke. I'm really horny too. It's, it's very weird. sweet that you think I am. Um, <laughs> to start, I am a 25 year old female born and raised in Dallas, Texas, a city where sheltered and privileged children grow up to be even more misogynistic and prejudiced than their parents and predecessors. Wow. Somehow, by the grace of some cosmic higher power, I grew up amongst the very niche group of parents who are nothing like the majority. My parents are peacemakers, open-minded, accepting, anti-shamers, and are some of the greatest fucking people I know. Well, at least my mom still is to this day. My dad, on the other hand, turned out to be a total and complete lying piece of shit. Oh, I found out three years ago on Christmas Day. It's a big day for news. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that my um, it is. that my dad was not going to be joining us for opening presents because he was on a plane traveling to have playtime with his new boyfriend what? in Ireland. Okay. Those exact words came out of the sobbing mouth of my mother while oh. she was cradled in my arms after I had asked the question, when the fuck is dad coming home? Oh. Yep. It was revealed to me that day that my mom had been keeping the secret of my dad's infidelity and newly profound homosexuality for a whole year because of a prom. 
promise she made to him, which <gasps> she would not tell us until we were able to sit down and discuss it as a family together. That's such a man thing. Maybe hey, he's bi. hey, can you discuss my homosexuality while I'm out fucking this guy? <laughs> and of course, the wife's like, okay, I'll butch. do all your dirty work while you're getting laid. Oh my god. Um, and discuss it as a family together. Okay, once he had returned home from his week long trip um, to Ireland for some kinky sex with his. How do you know it was kinky? With his home wrecking Irish lover. Okay. All right. We'll talk about homeworking in a second, but it's um, if we want to be woke, as you said, it's, I think it's like a super problem, problematic um, phrase. Anyway, okay. Uh, evidently, uh, evidently, that's the homewrecker. Yes. Um, evidently, and make sure he knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, him I said so. Uh, evidently, a secret she did not intend to keep for the poor sad bastard. She then continued to tell me everything, and I oh, mean Jesus. everything. Oh, that's inappropriate. Boundaries. Yep. Uh, turns out my dad had met the Irish lad 25 years ago on one of his work trips, and they have That's been an Irish man. secret lovers ever since. <gasps> this is just an Indian yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. A24, call us. Oh my God. Hoping one day to get the chance to marry one another and desert the lives they already created and committed to without ever looking back. Call now, me is by this your name, your Ireland mom, edition. Is this your mom's words? <laughs> or, you know, I was saying. I don't know. Irish people are really poetic. <laughs> um, but they're not Irish. Just the, the lad is Irish. No, they're right. from Texas. They're from they're Texas. But, but I'm wondering if the poeticism of the Irish lad for 25 years of fucking him leaked onto the dad that leaked onto the mom. I don't know. Wow. Uh, the, my, this is crazy my mom found out about this while they were eating ice cream together in their kitchen to commiserate the fact that they were finally empty nesters and getting oh. to live in their brand new luxurious oh, condo no, no way to ruin that dude oh. that they had just purchased <gasps> you fu- mm. located up in the sky on the 17th floor right in the heart of downtown Dallas while they were slurping down pints of ice cream together, and he was Again, slurping down the cum, I feel like this feels like you're, you're. This is the story your mom told you, and you're like, and you're like transcribing <laughs> Emily Dickinson over um, here. My mom made a joke about how my dad had been oddly flirting with the male waiter who had oh. served their dinner that night. My dad then decided to word vomit his secret truth by uttering, "Honey, come on, you must know by now that I am gay and that I found someone else." I mean, what? isn't it obvious? What? That night, what? that night apparently lasted until the sun came up after my mom forced my dad to admit every single detail of his affair. Oh, no. It ended in the morning with my mom kicking my dad out of their new place and my dad moving into his lover's house. In Ireland? I guess. Uh, sh- surely he could have revealed this gigantic mindfuck of a secret in a more appropriate and uh-huh. kind way. Uh-huh. Oh, and maybe revealed it 25 years ago? That would have been cool. He especially could have been more sensitive in his revelation since my saint of a mother had... I wonder whose side you're on. Yeah, um, <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> especially, especially since my saint of a mother had just been convinced to sell our childhood home in the the suburbs against her wishes I might add and had just performed all of the vigorous work of downsizing their belongings from a 3,000 square foot home to a 1,500 square foot condo and spent weeks decorating every inch of their new place. But no, my dad decides to wait until she was without her mortgage free home to tell her that he was leaving her for another man. 
my mom who is and and has always been a stay-at-home mother and has not worked since we were babies so now what the fuck was she supposed to do the fucking balls on this man i swear well i mean those balls are drained financially you if if he's the one making money i mean in a long-term marriage especially because of the reasoning she should be okay again we'll we'll find out i suppose um fast forwarding to the day i found out i was determined to know if the rest of our family knew about his secret so my brother and i decided to drive out to our dad's parents house hoping we could all share the same level of shock and find some comfort in knowing we were all whiplashed by this crazy revelation she's a good writer (laughs) not a great not a great speller but that's fine Um, (laughs) hey girl it's okay not everyone can spell unfortunately that trip to my grandparents house did not go as we had expected our intended family meeting turned into a white trash reality style a reality tv style family altercation where my grandfather pinned my brother against a wall in our father's defense and claimed my mom must have known the entire time that my dad was gay and that she apple don't fall far huh and that she must have quote trapped him into a heterosexual marriage just so that she could have children I mean, what the fuck, right? You <laughs> you know how I said I grew up amongst the wokest parents in Dallas? No. Yeah, well, our grandparents are the complete opposite. Uh. Some small town East Texas, uh, Texas native ignorant shitheads who never <laughs> grew out of their prejudices. Obviously, I knew in my heart and soul that my grandfather was full of shit and that mom 1000% did not know my dad was gay and that she was very clearly fooled by my dad's alter ego and fake masculine persona that he played so well throughout their marriage. You could be masculine and gay. I mean, that's not, but okay. Yeah. Why the fuck would she marry a gay man? I mean, people have done it before, yeah, but people yeah. have done it. May I introduce you to Eliza Minnelli? Yeah. Um, so, of course, these corresponding events left me petrified and resenting my father for putting us through this. But at yeah. the same time, I could also not help but feel sympathy for my piece of shit dad. Okay, good. Yeah, we're, we're making yeah. progress well, here. He's human, too. I mean, how shitty it must have been for him to be born this way, very gaga of you, and to feel like he was forced to hide who he was while growing up in the 70s and 80s during a time when he likely would have gotten the shit beat out of him by his own parents and by his peers if anyone had known he was a gay. Okay, I love this revelation that you're having personally right here in this email. Good for you, girl. Uh, You're clearly a listener of seven years. It's nice to hear a listener of seven years come to their own conclusion. Yes, we really appreciate that. And and also, you only spelled one thing wrong. I was just being cunty. Okay. Well, I forgot. um, I forgot forgot that a lot of people haven't um you know been privy to my personality for a couple of years and right. so i need to ease into it a little bit more because i i you know we're warming them up yeah yeah, yeah just ease, ease into it put some lube on that personality mm. um i also could not help but think about how sad it is that my dad ended up settling for my mom whom <laughs> wait there's more to the sentence <laughs> who made him happy enough to have three children and create a superficial life with for the rest of their life i mean the damage that shit clearly did to his psyche it is devastating to think about for both my mom and my dad. Shit, I really think my dad decided one day to say to him to himself, you know what? I can do this. I can pretend to be a straight man and marry this woman. Why not? Yeah. OJ convinced himself he didn't kill Nicole. Yeah, yeah. of course. 
I Your also convince himself he's straight for sure. I also ended up coming to the realization that this unique circumstance that practically ruined my life is uh, is actually a common occurrence amongst other families. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, I realized this is sort of becoming a new phenomenon where men who are now in their 40s to 50s are deciding to come out as homosexual to have the chance to live the lives they have originally always wanted. They're, they're looking at millennials and Gen Z's are like, you guys are way too comfortable with yourself. I want to join. Yeah. All the while leaving their families behind in other utter devastation. Well, it's like there's a way to live live your truth and still be a parent to your children. Like, yeah. he's he's not gay for children, you know. <laughs> right. There's no reason why right. I don't know. He like you don't come out of the closet and then realize you don't like having kids. kids. Right. Like that's not. I, there's no correlation there. Okay. All the while leaving their families behind in utter devastation. I read about dozens of stories from women across the world who revealed their own similar experiences with this. Mm. Great. Reading these stories was both comforting and horrifying at the same time, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But how interesting. Interesting is this, right? It makes total sense based on the way our society has evolved, um, their way of thought about homosexuality over the years. Yeah. It has now been three years since I have seen or spoken to my grandparents, my cousins, and my aunts, wow. uncles within my dad's side of the family. Yeah, good, good. They decided to completely cut my mom out of the picture and it ended up putting their deep-rooted prejudices aside and accepted my father. Well, okay, that's, that's more important. That's it is good his family. That they accepted their son. Um, for who he was and even welcomed the homewrecker Irish lad as a part of their family. Okay, that's that's progress. But the mom's gone. Right, they're, they wanted to blame the, the homosexuality mom. on. The they're not wa- related the anyway. Yeah. I mean, most pe- most people are just li- are literally like one word away from from you know <laughs> expulsion. Not the talking wife, ever again yeah. from yeah. the wife or the husband, whoever's not the blood relative. I mean, come on. Um, I essentially lost half my family that Christmas, all because Fuck. of my sociopathic father. Okay, again, that's we can't diagnose people, but okay. Um, and his uh, conniving ability to convince the family that my mom was the enemy, and anyone mm. who stuck around with her was also the enemy. It is. Is it is as if that whole side of the family all tragically died together in some bizarre plane crash and were never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. My brother Ship. and sister. The only difference between a plane crash, though, is that like there is still hope that you can reconnect with them. Like they're not actually dead. Just so. <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's get technical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, because I mean, my mom was like, okay. My brother and sister and I all unfollowed that side of the family on all social media platforms <laughs> Ooh, in solidarity. That's 2022 version of saying "fuck you." Well, she, and dad. she is 25, so yeah. And okay. Then, and to this day, we have no idea what they are up to in their current lives, and similarly, they have no idea where what we are up to in our current lives either peace out motherfucker they no longer give a single fuck about their ex-daughter-in-law who they spent the last two decades with and their three grandchildren and their well-being yeah unfortunately that's, sometimes that's people what happens will, will completely walk away from you and get up give up on you in life and it sucks but yeah. um how the fuck does a collection group of people do that to their own blood um even yeah, it's though, easy yeah even though it has been three years and I am comfortable now uh, without them. I still every now and then think about how we all used to go over to our grandparents' house every Sunday evening to eat supper on the patio and bullshit about politics and other hot topics and reminisce upon all the memories we all share about the places we travel together as a family. Okay. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Those memories going to happen when you go away. When you're first, uh, if you're 25 now and you said three years ago, so your first 22 years of life uh, <laughs> consisted of seeing them regularly. Yeah, you're going to have like flashbacks or like reminiscing. 
Um, every now and then, uh, I yearn for the feeling of confidently knowing I had people in my corner to always show up to my birthday and big life events. Uh, none of them even showed up to my college uh, graduation. Now, granted, I neither wanted them to come nor did I invite them, but still fucking bastards. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just adding something to it. That's just yeah. At the end of the day, if they were like, can I come? You'd say no. Uh, today, the people in my corner have tragically become consolidated to just my brother, my sister, and her husband, and my mom. You don't oh, got friends? Yeah, what about friends? Do you have friends? Uh, Sunday dinners are a thing in the past, and holiday gatherings went from 15 people to just the five of us. Yeah. My siblings and I have since mended a semi-civil but mostly awkward relationship with our father, and neither of us have yet to meet the home-wrecking Irish lad <laughs> who is now his husband. He is... Oh, okay. okay. I tried to see a couple different therapists over the years, and none of them really understood the way my family operates encouraged me to grow up. I mean, that seems like a weird... I a understand therapist? The, I, I understand the sentiment, but I think that's a weird um, phrase for a therapist to yeah. use. Um, and repair the damages... Texas, though. Yeah, true. Who knows? And repair the damages within my family on my own, because if I did not, then we would never be a family again. Okay, my questions to you are... Do you think I should eventually reach out to my family, even though they are grown ass adults and should have reached out to me years ago? Or am I better off without a family who did horribly wrong by my mother? Correct. Um, do you believe I will have to eventually swallow my pride one of these days and meet the home wrecking Irish lad? Um, how can I get over cl- uh, the clouding idea that I can never trust another man in my life? Okay, that that's one, that's that an illusion that you're telling. That's, a, that's dramatic. a story yeah. you're telling yourself. It's a dramatic story <laughs> a you're telling dramatic. yourself to grasp a very extreme cer- set of circumstances. Yeah, Which any advice you can, I do that. can give me would be extremely helpful. Thank you so much for listening with love. Okay. Yeah, wow. It's a doozy. So, so your dad was gay the whole time, and then he fucked an Irish guy for 25 years, and now they're married. I actually know several people whose dads were gay the whole time. And so to your point, like it is um, a lot more common than you would think. Um, and I mean, I, I these are things I love to investigate in high school and college. Um, <laughs> but again, like you don't fucking ever out anyone. That's, but also, that's too, terrible. if you think about the way homosexuality was treated socially, it was awful. It was terrible. So so of course somebody's immediate instinct is to hide that side of themselves because we're tribal people. We want to fit in. We want to be loved. And if we have this idea that was clearly given to us and we believed it, which, you know, it's pretty convincing. And so it's hard to not believe that if you are gay, there's something wrong with you. Conversions therapy was a thing until very recently. And, and it is still a thing. Yeah, places. Still a thing. Of course, you're going to hide that part of yourself because you know you want to believe that you deserve love. And if society says well you only deserve love if you're straight then you're gonna be straight yeah so I and I and I'm glad like I was a little worried when you started the email um and then I was glad to see that you do have sympathy for your father because obviously like yes like uh being closeted you know makes you a I I suppose a a liar more to yourself and yeah in one which is tragic in one way but it, it it doesn't need to make you like a deceitful in other ways like you can be closeted but not have to start an entire family anyway it's very complex um number one you should listen to the kevin meany episode uh of our podcast which is not behind the paywall it's from a long time ago he's also since has passed away um and he was also gay 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 but he married a woman yeah Yeah, gay married to a woman has a wonderful daughter um and and handled it 
probably a little better than your dad but, but you know honestly not not the, not great you know yeah. and, and he and but and i think but it's i think it's interesting to hear the story from the perspective of the closeted person yeah um so that's number one that's like a little piece of because it seems Good like you, you like to find like you know comfort in other people's stories which is definitely um great uh do do you we think you should reach out to your family i agree with christina there's i don't think there's why yeah just like, because what's the their reason? family does not mean you have to speak to them oh that's another update i'm not speaking with my parents which was like a huge um hurdle that i finally stood up to them i mean the only way that i i personally could stand up to them personally was to just cut off contact um so but just because they're there's so much guilt in society about so many goddamn things and one of them is you don't talk to your family why because motherfucker that's why you don't need a reason if you don't want to talk to them you don't talk to them and also, it sounds like you're not really getting treated all that well. No, you're you know. being treated disrespectfully. Don't right. fucking take that. So, so they're like, a lot of them are being to stand up for yourself and go, hey, mister, you just, they're not, they don't deserve you. And also, let's be honest, aunts and uncles and cousins are B list family members. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. need them. What, the, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. Your friends are kind of closer to you than, yeah, you, your friends, your friends are yeah. the family you choose. And that's, they mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you're still, you're still pretty young. So I think that's why you have such like an attachment to your family and are putting them on such a pedestal you're also from a place that i think values the family mm-hmm. unit a little bit more than where we're so the, from so the social we're from pressure. the dirty northeast yeah. do you think so <laughs> ain't nobody talking to their family i was gonna ask you're you about italian, this though. No, right, south, italian and jewish south, southern i did family not, is everything family is blood is thicker than water it's just the I'm south a, shit is deep yeah i am italian and jewish but i'm not italian and jewish in that way like I, it's not i'm not, it. you're italian in the in the sopranos right. way i'm not italian okay, in that it. way. i'm okay. just italian in that of italian i got it because i was gonna say the same yeah. thing like for us this is like there is a lot of family stuff that goes on where if you were to kind of like although i don't think a situation oh i never say never but a situation like this this is a very complex thing yeah and i think that being in a unit where the family, um, the like uh, n- nuclear family unit is so valued, yeah, that would make it more messy. So of it, it kind of depends on to your point what the like Texas situation is. Yeah, I think it's know. about reframing like the structure in your mind. Like, what does family mean to you? Because it's like for, with yeah. everything in life, with religion, with all these kind of concepts, you can decide that are, what it means to you. Yeah, you know? we have to say like, what does that mean to me? Like, why is family important? Like, it's different for me. Like my 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 mom, my dad, my brother, always very important to me. But that's I come from a small family, so even like the other part of the family is is small. So there's just not a lot of drama going on in my family because there's just not a lot of people, people right so right, it's right. just like not really even, like we'd have to really want to fuck things up you know and i'm not saying like everything's always fine but it's just like this is this is just so beyond the scope of like the amount of people that like there's i don't think there is even 15 people to go to a house together right like, if we collected everybody yeah um so and don't force yourself to need to get to know your dad's husband that's that's i, I maybe one of the uncomfortable things with with this realization one of the many uncomfortable things is that you know you're really faced with your dad's individuality and uh it was completely false from what he presented but the turmoil that 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 exists for a person that's going through an identity crisis like that and then him putting his happiness first well he kind of already was like he was having his cake and eating it too and i'm not using yeah. it right yeah yeah, yeah. correct <laughs> your dad was having his cake and getting blown as well yeah another another thing that happened is we figured out christina didn't know what to saying i have your cake and eat it too yeah <laughs> i also recently realized it's nip it in the bud not butt but yeah, yeah. oops you know, <laughs> can't spell things. either or do math, but you know what? I got a heart of gold. Um, Joseph Gordon, love it. <laughs> 
So it, as far as the I, Irish lad, I'm torn about that because this man is your dad's I'd husband. I'd want to get to know him, but that's because I'm me. <laughs> it's a big part of who your dad is. And I think like when you say swallow my pride, it's like he didn't. Like what? Are, what did he do to you personally? It feels like you're kind he of like, like it feels like you're kind of taking um, your mom's anger and pain and internalizing it when it is not your pain to internalize. I have a suggestion that I think you should entertain. Consider introducing yourself to your dad and let's start over. You don't. He doesn't know you, maybe, and then you clearly didn't really understand who he was because he didn't understand who he was. This is an opportunity if you feel comfortable, and if you don't, then don't do it. But uh, to introduce yourself to your dad and get to know him for the first time of who he actually is. And I'm also guessing that this Irish man, like considering like the life that he lived secretly with your dad for all this time and the secrets that he must have kept and the culture that he's from, I, I think that he probably um, would have uh, like empathy for your situation from his own experiences yes and not a home wrecker and not that that (laughs) means that you have to um confide in him or love him or even like him but i think in time it would be helpful to you and to your uh, the whole situation to kind of like just open the door to hearing him out and then see where it goes from there like i don't necessarily I don't know. It's hard because it's like, I, do I, does he I owe mean, you an apology? I'm torn on that too. I, I don't know because don't he's not know. obligated Irish to guy? be. Sec- yeah, I'm torn. Oh, on, I'm, I- I'm torn on the whole thing. Did okay. the, I, I mean, did the Irish guy know that he had a family? Because it's like, do we, I don't know. What, did did we your dad a, let him know that or like, no? Did we as a society apologize to, apologize to gay people for the way we treated them? Like, not really. No. So it's like, does he owe you? A, I don't know. There's a lot of things here. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think that the Irish guy is. I mean, you never want to be in that situation to be the other. But also, person, I mean, but th- I, these like, two men were clearly deeply in love. I mean, these right. two men are really in love. Twenty five years of secrecy, and now they get to be together for the first time. I mean, I imagine they're experiencing this kind of euphoric new stage of their relationship sure. 25 years in I'm honestly kind of happy for your dad that he gets to be himself because not too many people die without ever getting the taste of who they actually are but I also think that you can it kind of sounds like her dad is being very neglectful of his kids yeah it's probably like well, she's, also, she's also 25 years old though how you know you don't, you don't, sure. you don't, need, you don't need to see your dad every week when you're 25 years old Christmas though no I mean the Christmas thing was weird but it seems like he was running away from the pain of his choices this guy's yeah, obviously and maybe looking it. maybe looking you writer Listen. listener in the eye is a reminder of his of his of his deception. I'm not on his on on his side or anyone's side. I mean, obviously, your mom, your mom is the one I feel for, as you do too, because it's like the, fu- the what the fuck right. she yeah. she should be fucking pissed. Yeah, she should. She, I she, hope she got that money. Yeah, and kept I, that condo. I just like I, that's 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 a lot, and that really is it's fucked up. What he did, yeah. it's fucked up. There's no way around that, and I don't care what your closet or whatever. There's no need to drag drag someone else into that like private pain. So yeah, yes, but for you, like I, I think part of growing up for me at least, um, and and for a lot of people that I know, is realizing that your parents, number one, they were together before you existed. Are flawed humans. But but more so that they have a relationship with each other that honestly doesn't fucking concern you. Correct. And I I mean that in a loving way. I absolutely agree. They have a relationship together that is more complex and more tumultuous and involves more things. Um, Whereas I think the relationship ideally that you have with your parents should be a little bit cleaner because it is some it should be simple and it should be like I love you you love me mind you most people's relationship with with their parents is not like that 
But I think ideally, that's what we're striving for. So that like when your parents die, you're not you don't have a lot of emotions or, or conflicted feelings uh, about them because they just loved you unconditionally because that is their fucking job as an as a parent. And if they didn't do that, then that's a whole other that's a whole other area um, that you need to that you need to work on. So I think for this, it's like look back on your relationship with with your dad as far as like how he parented you up until this point. Did he give you the tools that you needed? Did he love you unconditionally? Did he support you? If the answer to all these things is yes, then I think it is now time that he is allowed to, after giving that to you, live his best gay life. Even though I don't agree with the fact that he started a family to begin with. I mean, who the fuck even knows what was going on in his head? Did he think he was bisexual? Do we know? I don't know. I think sometimes people think that they can, like, live a life with someone. And this goes for heterosexual people, too. Yeah. People think that they could lie to themselves and get away with it. And the reality is you never can. Yeah. Like, the the, the, kind of the mic drop is that he's gay. But but I would also say that there are a ton of heterosexual people who are with these sex that they um of person that they enjoy being with but, but not they, the but, person but that they have that been sex. lying to themselves for a long time to stay together with that person to raise a family or do whatever they thought they, they were supposed to do yeah. so it just feel it just feels heavy because you didn't know your dad was gay and that feels like such a big thing but i think a lot of people who are in uh, a lot of heterosexual parents are living kind of the same structure that your dad and mom were living yeah and like was the home you know was the home life abusive any of that things like it seems like you are so hurt because everything was so good up until then that is what i'm deciphering from this email so i think yeah it's like it's like it's now time to like like your dad like repress these things to give you the life that you deserve but now it's time that you let him give you the life that you deserve and the mom thing is separate your mom needs to see your therapist your mom was fucked over I'm not saying she wasn't she was fucked over and but your mom is your mom she's not your friend you know this Ugh. is not she's not your girlfriend she's not your buddy and even the way that she is um like crying in your arms kind of putting that it's that's too much heaviness that's yeah. not the role of a child that's the role of a friend or a yeah. therapist and so that's not fair for you um that's not fair to you it's just not fair to you correct even though i totally agree with how hurt your mom is and it's so shitty and it's really really bad mm-hmm. i completely agree with your mom on that obviously and if you if you have it in you at some point to, you know think about ponder journal what have you learned from this what have you learned about love? What have you learned about family? What have you learned about life from this? I always think that like then these crazy fucking things happen. So dramatic and so like, oh my God, it's so chaotic and it's like a tornado went through your life and it's never been the same. What have you learned? What, what have you learned? The way your grandparents treated you. What does that tell you? You know, I, to me that says like one of the many lessons that I've learned, just because somebody's your family does not mean you, you have to fucking talk to them. Does not mean you have to love them. Does not mean that you have to treat them with respect or, or have any contact with them whatsoever. So, so I, I, I ventured that that, that's probably a lesson that, might you might absorb a little later down the road if you're still angry it's kind of hard to do that but um that's an important thing to ponder also the story that that you told is a little black and white and obviously it's because you're you heard it from your mom so i would just say again not pointing fingers but i'm guessing there's a lot of information again just overall there's in life, information you don't know there's 100%. a lot of there's always a lot of information about your parents relationship that you will never understand that some some things that you should never hear some things yeah. that you should never be involved with obviously this was like a large thing that like changed the structure of your family so it had to be revealed but i'm i'm guessing like i would just i would just hear your dad out and like since they've already kind of uh opened up the floodgates and 
involved you a little bit more than they they maybe should have uh why not hear the other side of it you know judge Um, judy that shit and uh yeah and again like you're 25 so you're an adult now so like you're kind of your own unit like obviously you're part of this family but you're also like your own person now so just keep that in mind and then the last part of it is how can i get over the clouding um idea that i can never trust another man in my life that's not true you can and Listen. you decide to trust or not trust. Trust is a choice. Like, okay. So obviously, like, I don't really trust anyone. But if you never trust anyone, <laughs> if you've never trusted anyone or never, like, put yourself out on a ledge to trust anyone, you're going to have a really, like, shitty, lonely, sad life. So, like, even though I kind of always have, like, a hint of distrust for everyone, like, you just have to push that aside and, like, take a risk. Like, basically, friendships, relationships, they're all a gamble. And you just have to, you just have to trust some people. Yeah. And, like, will some of them deceive you? Yes. But is it the end of the world? No. It's just Don't. human existence. And you're going to deceive people, too. Yeah, you will. It's we human nature. Will. And do not dare let your dad's gay Irish lover prevent you from finding a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Put just that not... on a bumper sticker. And, I, and again, I don't know what kind of therapy that you got, but I think like a, a couple things to work on like is definitely this distrust. And and, and I think it's been... A, I know you said, why didn't he tell me 25 years ago? Or, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, obviously that would have been before you were born. But if I think if this happened at a younger point in your, like in your childhood, it would actually have been a lot more destructive, even though it feels like this secret has been a part of your family for so long. I think if he kind of made this decision and then maybe this came out when you were like four or something, it would actually be a lot more deeply rooted in your psyche than it is now you're yeah. already a full-ass person yeah. you're a full-ass person your brain is fully about de- developed so i think taking in this information now even though it feels so rough because secrets somehow feel worse when they've been kept for a long time i think it's actually beneficial to you as far as like how you grew up and how you experienced your parents and your childhood that's my guess again i didn't live your life i don't know but taking the facts that you gave me in this email or the information i don't know if it's facts because some of them came for your mom um so they could have some some emotional bias on them which I methinks it does mm-hmm. um but that's my thought thank you for sending that email that's a that's a heavy email and I know it feels like life is heavy man like your life is gonna change in like some really crazy ways that you're gonna wake up in the morning and go I don't even really know how to go on from here but you're gonna and that's yeah you're gonna be okay is, yeah yep this show is sponsored by better help getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, 
snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And then you're going to see us live. Uh, New Jersey. I'm headlining Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, uh, with Justin Silver featuring February 25th and the 26th for four shows total, I think, or two. I don't know. Four. I think it's four. Uh, Portland, Oregon. I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club headlining March 3rd through 5th. Baltimore, Maryland. I'm going to be at Magoobies March 24th through the 26th. And then uh, for me, I, I'm taking a break for a couple months, but uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, I'll be seeing you April 15th and 16th at the Comedy Fort. Uh, the link is officially up. I know some of you already bought tickets. You know I fucking love Colorado. I'm so excited. I've never specifically been to Fort Collins before, so check that out. Uh, the link for tickets is in the link tree um, link in the bio in my Instagram, which is at Philanthropy Gal. And again, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we told you at the top. It's YouTube.com. Uh, uh, slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked you're gonna get so much free art and content and amazing stuff there including our special on february 14th including that guy, special and then um rate and review us on apple Podcasts. please now that we're back you know yes in front we're of the climbing paywall. those charts again it feels so fucking good and we want more people to be a part of our conversation we want more people to know about guys we fucked and one of the best ways that you can do that is is give us a rating and review on itunes on Ab- apple Podcasts. absolutely we'll see you there so, Christina, I know. Yeah? Uh, how are you? Oh, okay, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Wow. I'll never try. Okay. So, oh, man. I never had a near death experience, um, but I would say um, skidding towards a uh, tractor trailer truck uh, going about 40 miles per hour, uh, pressing the brake and nothing happens is the closest I've been to death. And that That's was approximately good. 12 hours ago. That's not um, good. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I surmise from my therapy and from my research that. When you're a child of trauma and your safety feels threatened, you react 
not gr- like you freak out. So poor baby Kevin, who was in the car with me, uh, he was shaken. I gave him a lot of cooked chicken and uh, puppuccinos after that because I think I, I put him through it more so than I uh, I should have um, by screaming. Um, but yeah, uh, if I'm a I'm a big car gal and uh, I take pride in. Um, in my love for cars, I love cars. And when I got this Mustang, I was so excited. Uh, one thing I neglected to research uh, was how much of a death trap that fucking car is in the winter. Do not drive a Mustang in the winter. Chad, I'm not taking this out. It is not good. If you look online, if you Google it, t- Mustangs, especially coupes, are not good in the winter. I just did not know that. Um, there, There's all these articles about what you can do to winterize your Mustang, but it's mostly like, just put it away yep. for a while. Apparently, Mustangs are not cars that people should have year-round. Uh, wish I knew that. Uh, but yeah, and so I almost skid into t- a tractor-trailer truck twice, and then I had to get um, a group of lovely Samaritans uh, drove by me as I was scream-crying doing this on the highway. I'm waving my hands like an air traffic controller. Were you in the car? No, I got out of the car because I was trying to dig the snow out um, and I and I kept sliding and then I was sliding backwards down a hill and my brakes I forgot like my brake lights had been covered with the snow I I don't think we got snow in New York right oh we did we we did oh you did probably not as bad I was in Pennsylvania visiting my nephew and my brother and then when I left it was already snowing and I'm like oh okay and then I uh, it was just it was I've just I've never like I've never felt like, oh, this is it. This is the last day. Okay. Did you uh, did you go off the road? Yeah, I you went did. off the road. I went well. I, first, I was skidding into the oncoming lane, so there was a por- portion of my trip where it was just one, two lanes with no divider, and there were fucking tractor trailer trucks. I guess, uh, w- you know, if they have winterized uh, uh, tires or chains on their tires, they were going mostly normal speed during a blizzard. I mean, it was a blizzard. Uh, and it was fucking terrifying. Yeah, because um, I was like, what was the issue? The issue was the tires. It wasn't the Mustang, water was going into the brakes. So there's a bunch of issues. One is rear wheel drive is something that's found in most sports cars. It, that is not friendly in the winter, especially with ice. Rear wheel drive is like it start, starts from the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And because the car is so light, they were recommending like winterizing a Mustang. Part of it is getting winter tires, which I do not have. Uh, and the other part is like putting 300 pounds worth of something in in the trunk because then it's like you're getting so a little more weight so can, sli- yeah. exactly yeah, i'll yeah. sit in there oh my god <laughs> that's funny uh yeah and so i yeah i was really but because i've never i haven't been in well no you were with me one the one situation where i thought i was gonna die well, was, it was when funny we because drove off the car the cliff i almost drove us off a cliff because you said that you said i've never this had was, a life uh, like a near-death experience and i go i think two episodes ago you just said you, you've had a lot of them well well i mean well, mostly because i was being dramatic about it this was an actual one <laughs> okay. i can attest to obviously my situation it was not the exact same as christina because i wasn't in the car with her but, but you were in a mustang in the winter once. i was in a mustang a couple a couple Driving years ago it? yep i rented a car to drive up to Boston with uh, you know the old girlfriend who won't be named and on the way Voldemort. back we got caught in a blizzard it yeah. didn't snow on the way up yeah. but on the way back it snowed and yeah. I, it was one of the most terrifying experiences I was driving 25 miles an yeah. hour I, I, on, yep. the, on the Massachusetts freeway whatever the hell it is and I would literally uh, 25 miles Honda per hour and still, were zooming by me yeah. fucking Kia Fortes I'm yeah. like a fucking Kia 
yeah. is fucking driving past me. Oh, so pissed. I thought the entire time we were going to spin out for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I yeah, and when you spin out, when you press when you press the brake pedal, there was one time in my whole life where I had a water bottle under the brake pedal. I'll never forget it because I was so fucking terrified. It is so fucking terrifying to press a brake pedal and nothing happens and you keep going fast. I I, I and it's it has to do with like a loss of control trigger all all that stuff and then safety. But um one thing I did learn just a hot a hot tip for anybody out there, if you have rear wheel drive, number one that is not friendly in the winter, but number two, when you fishtail, like when you spin, you actually it's counterintuitive to your logic. You spin with the direction you're going. So that's that's something I learned. And then if you're uh, all wheel drive or front wheel drive, you spin against the fishtail direction. So if you're if you're swerving this way, you spin the wheel to the right. Because I know a lot about cars and I love driving and I love my fucking car. Uh, but this was like I just felt so betrayed by peaches. I was like, girl, you did not tell me you were that the name a of your car cuck in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't because know that she was at the Capo Ford dealership. There's um. A parrot named Peaches that I really bonded with, so oh. I, named, I named my car after her. Oh, that was very nice. Of yeah, you. yeah. Um, so yeah, almost dying. Um, that was whew, boy, I was pissed. I was pissed. Uh, but you know, I lived to see another day. Nice, so happy, We're very happy. When I got back to my my brother's house, my nephew was so happy to see me. He's like, "You're back, yay!" And I'm like, <laughs> um, but I slept in his top bunk. We had a little sleepover, so that was fun and cute. Yeah, so it was. It turned out fine, but. Oh my God, the stress, my, like I was soaked. My body was, so my hair was wet. That's how oh, much I was you were sweating. sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering about Kevin. I was like, oh no, where was Kevin? Yeah, Kevin was in my, on my shoulders. Yeah, like no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But I live to see another day. Oh, and then um, one of, uh, so I've been doing research. I'm, I'm working on a book uh, about a lot of things, but it's mainly about perspective. And one of the things I'm researching is um, the uh, uh, medical mediums and psychic mediums and all that stuff. That's like part of it. And um, I've been researching them and I've been I've been having appointments with them just just to see like I'm just, you know, conducting my own research basically by having appointments with with various mediums. Uh, and I got some info on our past lives, one of our past lives. And I take everything with a grain of salt. Oh, I was uh, wondering what this said because it said it said must, and then the show notes it says Mustang and past lives. Yeah, and I go, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, this one, this one woman that I saw that was like truly like such down to earth energy. She said stuff that I was like, Jesus Christ, um, accurate. Uh, and then um, anyway, uh, one of the things that she was saying was that she's like you're 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 the the woman you work with i'm like oh corinne yeah 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 uh you've a lot of past lives together um in one of them you were brothers and we fought in world war one together as brothers look at us i know there's that masculine Which energy side? yeah <laughs> oh Which shit side? i didn't ask that that's important no it's no i just want to Remember that we were brothers. <laughs> okay. I don't want to know which side. That's very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's funny. And on any of like the past life stuff I've done, I haven't there's only like one there's only one person who is like I've I've found like recurring. I don't know. Oh, interesting. But I do feel like I knew my dad in a past life. Like I definitely yeah, do feel I you definitely because you had a special that. bond. And if and if anybody is interested in past lives or what that is, there is a book called Many Lives, Many Masters, uh by Brian Weiss, Dr. Brian Weiss. It is uh, that book changed my life and how I think about everything. Uh, so just wanted to recommend that to everybody if you were interested. 
Well, glad glad that you're still here, Christina. Thanks, me too. But I'm sure. I mean, actually, I guess I would have seen you in another lifetime. If yeah, it all, for if it sure. All, if it all I ended yesterday, for sure. Please do. Um, but like, in a we fun have to way. make a pact here that we'll, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll haunt okay. each other. We'll haunt each other. The same Whoever way goes first haunts H- each other. Houdini made a pact with his wife that Aww. that he would um, contact her after his death if there were if he figured out a way to do it. So we have to make the same oh, guys yeah. we fucked yeah. studio pact yeah. that we will reach out and 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 contact each other, even though definitely from the afterlife, real in time. Like in a illusion, chill way yeah. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Don't yeah. scare me Nah But no, I no, feel no. like I would be like Ooh, <laughs> Gotcha bitch Oh man How are you? Um, so I actually had fun this weekend <gasps> I'm so glad You deserve it girl Fucking wild So um, I, Yeah I live in the East Village And the Um the e- the Village East Cinema, the the one that's like not the Angelica, <gasps> but by yeah, the Angelica. Yeah. So they have a big marquee, and you know I'm always walking around that neighborhood. And, and my boyfriend Dylan lives in the same neighborhood, so we were just like walking, and I saw that they were playing the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, on Saturday. And uh, you know it's it's you know when you're in the kind of newer stages of relationship, it's one of the fun things is to like show each other things that you really love. And I don't think I talk about it a lot on this um, this podcast, but Rocky Horror Picture Show is my favorite movie of all time and um i think it, oh wait when i met you at Lieben entertainment you had an autographed picture of tim curry on your desk i believe yeah 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 because brian got it for me because he knew tim curry's agent so like tim curry is my favorite actor and like more spe- but more specifically rocky horror picture show is my favorite film and it's i think like if you watch it you'd be like oh i get it but like there's no really real way to explain the film if you've never yeah. seen it there's no film like it but there's a reason that it's become a cult classic and people still congregate on you know saturday nights at midnight for the past you know since yeah. the, since the 70s years, yeah, yeah like so long years. so long um to watch this film like it's very it's very special and it's very unique and there's no way to explain it nor would i even attempt to explain it and i didn't even i didn't tell dylan anything about it like i was like he didn't really know anything oh, about never it seen it He'd never seen oh, it, that's fine. and he didn't know, know, know anything about it. He just knew that it was he, a film that it? people really loved. Yeah, okay. he had he had heard of it, um, and so I yeah, made a like really like a specific decision not to tell him anything about it because there's just there's God. real no way to explain it, um, or even any of the kind of traditions um, that go along with seeing the film in a theater. Because if you have the I saw it for the first time on TV, but that's because I was like in the third grade. And my mom showed it to me because I think it was playing, but you know I had a different childhood. Um, <laughs> And this is a film, like, just to give you some backstory that I love so much. I've seen the film um, o- uh, over 200 times because in there's, what is there? There's 180 days in a school year. In the sixth grade, I watched it every single day after school. So there's 180 right there. Then I definitely watched it at least 20 additional times. There was a point when uh, uh, I had memorized the entire script. Um, <laughs> I did that with Matilda. We yeah. had very different childhoods. I got the entire oh. script. Um, I bought it, like, you know, from some convention or something for, like, 13 bucks when it used to be cool to print out an entire script and like buy it when you didn't have access online to it. And I memorized the entire script. I rem- That was a good uh, memory with my childhood best friend, um, Alex. <laughs> like we we knew the whole thing. We like <laughs> really ruined summer camp one year for other kids who were watching it for the first time because we quoted the whole movie <laughs> along. And everyone was like, what is wrong with you? Like, how do you know that? And we're like, sorry that we're cool. Um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, that you're the loser. <laughs> I, I've dressed up as for Halloween as two of the characters, Magenta and Frankenfurter. Like I've seen it so many times. I've seen it I went to see it my mom then brought my brother and I to see it in a movie theater one time when like my brother was 
like quite young and I because I was still pretty young I probably was in like sixth grade or something and you know they always have some kind of like a, a like a welcoming ritual that you have to do um, when you're a virgin which is what they call you <laughs> when you see a film for the first time which I think has since traumatized my brother it was just like they just like we were kids so they just like made us like go to the front of the theater and take our shoes off and <laughs> and do this little piggy went to market in front of the whole theater <laughs> And like my poor brother, like he's he's not a he's a he's not an entertainer he's not the type. He's not a in front of the camera kind of guy. Oh, <laughs> so, Chris. but it was fun. Um, so that's how much I love this movie. I love this movie. It was you know my mom loved, my dad loved it. Just big big in our household. And so I took him to see it, and it was great because like we get we get there, and he first the ticket taker first says to us, "Oh, the live performance was canceled." And so this is another thing about Rocky Heart. If you're not familiar with it. Um, normally when you go to see it in a theater you're watching the movie and then also there is a cast of live action um, actors who are wow, also know that. acting it out in front of wow. the screen that's that's what it that's what Shit. it is I went to college with one of the premier Frank, <laughs> Frankenfurter <laughs> actors <laughs> shout out to Paul hello um, that's and, great and um, so they said it was canceled but I was kind of actually happy because to watch it with that much going on for your first viewing, I think it's too much because yeah. like you won't be able to appreciate the whole movie. So again, like he hears the ticket taker say that, and he's like, "What?" Like he's like, "What is going on?" And I'm just <laughs> oh, like, honey. And in my head, I'm just like, "I'm not. I'm not saying anything." And I go, "I'll explain everything to you later." And then we sit down. And some people were dressed up and including two people who came in front of us and were dressed up as uh, Rocky and Janet. And I was like, yes, like, I'm so glad. Like, we didn't come dressed up because, again, I think it's too much for the first yeah. viewing. But I love that they came dressed up and sat right in so front of us. So we could see the fandom Yeah, unfold. it was just, like, perfect. And then, again, so then, then the movie starts. I didn't even tell him it was a musical or anything. Wow, that's great. Oh, you got to see it through his eyes, too. So it starts and then people start yelling out. Because another thing about seeing Rocky Horror Live is there's this... Uh, there's a fan script there's a fan <laughs> shout along so cool. script and it changes over time there's some classic lines there's some ones that like people in different like you know Rocky Horror like groups will add and update it and like, I'm sure you can find different versions on like Reddit or, or, or boards or anything like that um, and so people start shouting out and it's weird because you're in a movie theater and everyone knows like you can't shout out during a movie theater but like in this in this show you can shout out and it was great because I was so happy that people were doing it but they weren't doing it too much that it was annoying they were just like doing it just just the right amount um because there's so many lines that have been added over time so who the fuck knows um and I'm like watching him watch it and you know it's that was just a lot of pressure on a person and god knows I've like had people you know look at my eyes when I was watching Star Wars and not liking it so <laughs> I don't oh, want to like excited about glaze. Star Wars? <laughs> yeah so I don't like pressure anyone but I was like I could tell that he was like loving it because it also to me if you like this um, film or if you're like... Horror is like an ode to humanity like, and creativity. Well, and Right. Like if you're like open to it and receptive to it, like it doesn't have to be your favorite film, but I feel like if you're not receptive to it oh, or if fantastic. you think it's like weird, it's kind of like reveals something about you that you're not open to like, new experiences. Like I, this is a very deep interpretation of well, literally a film that was made to make fun of horror But is films. it fair to say that it is weird and... The bigger thing is just the kind of like accepting the fact that it's weird yeah, and being enjoy it. like into it. Well, accepting yeah. it too. And I it was think. also it is weird, right? Yeah, it was also really interesting to yeah, watch. You're watching a man dressed up in these beautiful thigh highs. And yeah. it's like it's a erotic. It's an erotic right. film. Well, and it was really interesting to watch. I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, and to, so to watch it in 2022 in this um, very ahead of its time. Like when we have yeah, so much like forced wokeness now. You're like no, like I was a fan of this film for forever, and this was a film about 
just like being who you are yeah. and accepting yourself and like getting it like getting in touch with your sexuality and your creativity and like yeah. being who you are and your dreams and stuff I'm like and this and is my fucking a, favorite film yeah. like you don't have like you can ex- it's just it just made it just made me kind of sad about like how for, like like you can't just like you should just be weird to be weird not because you think you're proving something yeah. if that makes sense oh and you can always tell when something's being real because they're trying to prove something it's fucking it's it's unbearable like it's unbearable and, and I'm not talking about anything specific it's just Instagram. like being weird in general even if, like dyeing your hair or, like whatever it is you do like do it because you want to do it because it feels good not because you're like trying to be strange um uh, and I and I so I love that movie yeah and he and he loved it he was like singing the time warp afterwards oh and it was I mean I was like getting choked up honestly the experience was that was that oh, nice good. for me because I love that film so much and it's just been a like so often and especially I gotta say like older men just like not super receptive to like new ideas or like being shown things and I because I, I think men are so used to showing women stuff and like you know be like getting us into sports or into like you know no you gotta watch all the Star Wars back to back yeah. in the order they were produced like when no, I think I don't I think about all the times that I was open even if I ultimately didn't end up liking it all the times that I've been open to someone's uh, love for something or how important something uh, was to someone and how few times uh, people have paid me that same courtesy. Wow, and I'm that's talking, true. I'm, I'm thinking about that as well for the first time. Yeah, and I think it's like it's just going to be an overriding theme in any you know heterosexual woman's life, honestly. Yeah, and so so much so that you don't even notice it's happening, right? And so it was Oops. like really nice to have someone so receptive to it. Obviously, it was like a perk that he like loved it too and wanted. So he's like, I want to dress up as like riff, I saw the riff raff and magenta for Halloween. And I was like, I mean, I've already done it, but I'll repeat it. Yeah, if oh, you want, that's cute. Um, and uh and, and then it also made me laugh because I was like I totally understand like why people find and this part gets a little weird so sorry um why people like find joy in parenthood but I mean I found these same joys like teaching you know Alfred a new trick you know yeah but it's weird because it is like you know it's like and and then people just get so uncomfortable because it feel, like people have been like so weird, especially men online have been so weird that my boyfriend is so much younger really? and like being like it's disgusting and stuff. It's, and it's disgusting. Like, it's disgusting. You do the same I'm thing. I'm doing literally bro. what you've all oh my been God, doing. This fucking double standard for the guys, whole time. Guys, just shut the fuck up. And it's also, a double standard. Fuck off. Also, twelve years is like not that big of an yeah. age gap. If Anna, no one batted an eyelash when Anna Nicole Smith married that dude. Larry David's currently married to a woman who I believe is thirty four. He's like. 73 yeah, and everyone's like, that makes sense. very young women in yeah, that show. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so but it's just like such accept a joke. That. Let, let the old dudes date young women. Let women date younger guys. It's just very, it, it's just very, very comical to me. And you're like, oh, well, it's you, clearly you don't like insecure. it when, we're, when we do the things that you have reserved only for yourself. Oh, but the, the, the plight of the insecure straight man. Some of the best couples, though, um, Britney Spears and her um, fiance shared also a 12-year age gap. Obviously, Kim uh, Kardashian and Pete Davidson, uh, Bo Burnham and his partner yeah yeah so you know um but anyway yeah it was it was it it was uh that's lovely very very like positive experience like I felt like happiness that I haven't have felt in a really long time I mean obviously Good. it's been like a extremely sad um year and a half or so uh but sometimes you get so sad for so long and again I'm not talking about clinical depression guys just the same way as like, we're not legally not allowed to diagnose you please don't diagnose us um 
uh, again, like a, lot, a surplus of people have died in my life. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah. In, in recent years. So I think when like there's a certain point when you're so sad for so long that you're almost like, I don't think I can reach uh, a, a certain point of happiness anymore. And it like makes me like it worried about myself, you know. Um, but then I was I was able to feel it, even though, you know, it was fleeting. Don't worry. The next day I was back to my old <laughs> shit. Um but uh, it was very nice to be able to tap into that, you know, yeah. and also through like a completely like sober shared experience. Yeah. I'm not like someone who like all, all the highlights of my life are not moments when I was like drunk or high. So it doesn't it's not that that's not something I worry about. But I think like especially as you get older to have like pure joy that doesn't involve any type of like uh, narcotics is. Oh, yeah, they, they, are, they are few and, and far between. And especially when it's like not narcotics and it's not like children. You know, it's like I think you can find you can I, I think sometimes. Sometimes people have kids because they feel like they have to like create something new to feel joy again. And, and I just don't feel don't do that. <laughs> and I don't feel like that's the, the only option you have. So it's not shitting on people who want to be parents. Uh, but it's also saying like, I don't think that's the only way to kind of like refresh your life. There are other ways to do it. And then you also don't have to date someone 12 years, 12 years younger. Although if you want to, it's fine. Go do it. How about them apples? <laughs> so that's that. Yes. <sighs> All right, guys. Our guests. We had such a lovely conversation. Yeah. Uh, he's a Santa comedian that we've we've been in the game for a, a similar amount of time. Is just one of the one one of the guys that we not grew up with, but like came into comedy. Sure. With. We love him. Uh, he has an album out on iTunes. Please buy it. It's called Wednesdays at Bellevue. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Matt Pavish. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. We are here with stand-up comedian Matt Pavich. So happy to have you here. Oh, thanks. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Hello. Hello. You're, you're not, you, you reached number one on the uh, iTunes charts with your album. Yes, yes, album. Wednesday, Wednesdays at Bellevue. Yes. Very exciting. Thank you. Speaking of Bellevue, you been there? I've been there a couple times. Wow, that's yeah. a that's a decrepit old place. I yeah. used to live right by there. Very sad. So you are bipolar one. Uh huh. What's the difference between one and two? Uh, my understanding of it, and I'm not like a doctor, right? Uh, is that bipolar one, you have like full blown manic episodes and full blown depressive episodes mm-hmm. uh, and bipolar 2 you sort of have like mixed episodes oh, you, like you, you might dip not, your toe in each one you might not go fully manic you might be hypomanic and then hypo-manic. be depressed yeah hypomanic is the what's the one where you spot. live in a car but you have a family and kids at home that's one. Oh, okay yeah, 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 okay yeah. sick that's one that okay. sounds like one yeah, yeah and you steal toys from the garage to sell them at a flea market to buy other toys yeah that sounds like what i have oh, okay sick, yeah, sick, yeah, sick. Yeah. so I, i'm very familiar then oh okay cool. <laughs> not that i have it but a family member of mine yes. how when did you get diagnosed i was 20 years old okay was it something you were searching for no i uh, ended up in a psych ward and they were like hey man all of the uh symptoms are bipolar and you have bipolar and i was like yeah. fuck you i feel fucking amazing dude i just sold you out a, a show high. at eastville comedy club i'm the coolest guy in town i might i'm gonna I'm, my album's gonna like just like nothing ever. says mental illness like 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 bragging about selling out a show at eastville exactly. so <laughs> this, yeah this was, this was hey like, marco this is the old <laughs> love you marco yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for the spot great you. room great, great room in brooklyn eastville comedy club yeah, yeah check it out uh, <laughs> But I was just on one, you know, just yeah. constantly. Every idea I had was genius. Every wow. everything was going to be the next big thing. Yeah, I was going to go. But that's not just a belief in yourself, huh? No, it's uh. toxic belief in yourself when it's just uh. like, uh, and it's hard. That's something that I struggle with, right? Like right, because you days, have to believe in yourself. Like that's that's how you propel forward. But toxic positivity shit. is really a thing. I just they just printed a whole article on it uh, that I went over on another show that I do, and it's like when they, when I, was, I was like, what the fuck do they mean? Is this just like someone who had to like catch a deadline and needed a new topic no, to talk no about? Bad days. <laughs> but like it really did. Like when I when I was reading the article, I was like, oh okay, this this makes sense. It's just like you're. Delusional. Delusions of grandeur yeah, is yeah. the actual, yeah. uh, like in the DSMR, that is what it says. Delusions mm. of grandeur. And I was having them big time. Right. Wow. And I've had them like in my life. Just like I remember mm. 
before I was diagnosed, like I was, sometimes I'd be like, I think I'm going to go pro in like the NFL. Like if I just, if I just go to Hofstra university and play D one double a football, I how old were you? Like 17. Oh. I, ne- I never played high school football. Oh, I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk go. on to like, that's something you would like, know. there would I'm be like, like <laughs> the seeds of that planted already. You don't just decide it at 17. My high school team, I didn't even have a high school football team. And I was like, I think I can, <laughs> I think I can swing it. I think I could do this. I was online looking at like how much each player weighed and the height and I was like 5'11 180 I'm wow so you narrow got- in on something out of your wow. reach seemingly like but you we, you did want it at the time of course I wanted it yeah wow, who doesn't want to go so pro that's so confusing because I'm like well you manifest the life you want but like uh, what at what point specifically with the football thing did you did you stop uh, the football thing was I was it was my first semester of college. Uh, I blew my whole check on like drugs and weed that I was supposed to pay for college with. That's a football player already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How much money was that? That's a, a lot, lot of weed. A lot. Yeah. Oh I thought I was gonna like sell weed, and then I and then I I fucked up. I made a bad deal. I got fucked. It was it was a whole thing. Shit. It was like seventeen thousand dollars. You mean you uh, tried? Was, you went into selling drugs and it didn't go well? Exactly. <laughs> Someone dipped you over. Isn't that crazy? Seventeen thousand dollars. Holy yeah, shit. So I had to take out another loan. It was a whole thing. But I was very popular uh, on my campus for one semester uh, at the bar because I was just like, yeah, throw it on the card. Who cares? That's me. Oh, my God. Shit. (laughs) When I got a credit card, I'm like, I have $5,000. Like, everyone drinks on me. I bought a North Face jacket. That was the first thing I did Mm -hmm. when I got the check. (laughs) I went to uh, Macy's and bought a North Face jacket because I'm from Queens. Yeah. Good for and, you, though. Yeah, yeah. and then I remember, treat, treat be, I remember being very high and being at the computer at Hofstra, and uh, I was just looking at the players, and I was like, I think I could do this. <laughs> okay. And then that whole semester, I was just like on one, you know, like barely sleeping, not going to class, partying way too much, and I didn't end up in a psych ward then, but like I had to go home and like tell my parents that I blew this college loan, and it was like... Real tail between the feathers. Uh, that's not the expression. Tail between your legs. Yeah. Tail between. The fe- <laughs> I make things up. Uh, Me too. And uh, I went home and whatever things were cool. I got into stand up and then like a year later I was in my first psych ward. I'm just <laughs> laughing because there's always a point in any stand up story when things are at rock bottom where You're you like, say, just- "I'm going to give it a whirl." <laughs> that does. That's the one thing that looks like you need absolutely no yeah, skills to do. Yeah, I was a dropout. I was in <laughs> debt, and I said, "Let me give stand up comedy." I got out of jail. The whole world hated me. I was a racist, a sexist, a homophobe. I tried wow. stand up. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, that's like a, 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 a seen on TV ad for stand up. That's yeah. really fucking funny. Oh what, my God. What led up to the first hospitalization? Uh, I was at Eastville, the old Eastville, which is now <laughs> New York Comedy Club. Not, right. This is not the greatest ad for Eastville Comedy Great no. room in Brooklyn. <laughs> Great room in Brooklyn. Yeah, they moved locations. Don't worry. This one has better. I've been doing spots there a lot. Better actually. juju. Good shows. Yeah. 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 And uh, I uh, saw out like a show all my friends were there and i hadn't slept for like four days I, Shit. no yeah. cocaine just bipolar no cocaine, one just bipolar Shit. one what yeah. if, okay so just pause for a second what happens to your body when you don't sleep for that long i'll tell you yeah uh psych you, ward, baby <laughs> you end up in a psych ward yeah because that's war tour prison like pow's get uh let's like sleep deprivation is like a, a war it torture truly tactic. drives you insane yeah that, that's why when yeah. people are like grind and don't sleep and sleep, i'm like <laughs> no yeah. Do the complete Definitely. opposite. I mean, not for four days. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, I took like little naps here and there, but like I was up for pretty much four days straight, right. just smoking weed. And even the weed wasn't calming me down. I was screaming with my mom. I got kind of kicked out of my dad's place. I was like with my friend in a car for like a couple days. Just, it was Damn. bad. 
and then we roll up to the show. Uh, I <laughs> threatened to fight the host at one point. <laughs> Which who's the host? Dan Frigolette. <laughs> You could have kicked his ass. No offense, Dan. That would have been really funny, actually. Yeah, Dan would have been I, like, I'll just move out of the way. Yeah, you don't remember, have to punch me. Punch he, the wall. He walks out of the room, and I'm like, you're doing terrible. You're doing too much time in between comics. Like, I'm going to bring someone else up. Like, you fucking suck. And he was, I was like, I'm going to fight you right now. He's like, you're going to fight me in front of your dad? I was like, actually, go get my dad. Go get my dad. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'll go get my dad, and I'll fight you outside. Like, Shit. It was bad. It was Shit. bad. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I remember Thomas Dale was there. He was like, I think you're having a manic episode. And I was like, fuck you, dude. I'm on fire, and man. And Pat Thomas Dale. Yeah. He, <laughs> he knew what was going on. And uh, and then I uh, went on stage. And instead of doing jokes, I was just like telling family secrets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> That's me. That's amazing. I my do. Whole I do stuff like there, that. Though. My oh, whole family yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like my yeah. dad and my stepmom were there. And I was like, and my dad still smokes cigarettes. And, and people were like crying. It was, oh, yeah, wait, because they were sad? Because they, they were like, something's wrong. Oh, Some, right. Something's wrong. He's on drugs. They just thought I was on a lot of drugs. Right, right, and, right. Uh, it's just like a real Lindsay Lohan moment. Yeah. Because like everyone, like, like there's people a little bit removed from the situation love to see this happen to celebrities. But like, it's I always sad. find it quite sad. Yeah, yeah that's my help. problem is that I wasn't famous when I had my man. Yeah, episode. no, no, no. That's if an, I was that's, famous, that's it would have just up. made me more famous. Because right. like my stories yeah. when I'm famous, uh, when I'm famous, my stories Damn, when I'm manic. that shit, baby. <laughs> my stories He has a mental illness, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm wavering belief in himself. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> no, everybody loves to see a train wreck, right? Because when I'm manic, the first thing you can tell that yeah. I'm yeah, manic I is Yeah, I like to see a train wreck because I want to help him. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm posting way too much on social media <laughs> when I'm manic. That's that's trait number one. I'm yeah. wearing a bandana and I'm posting too much. <laughs> like, here's my pubes, but, just in case y'all was wondering. You're wearing a bandana, yeah. like like Bob Dylan style, or like, or like Bob the or Builder like style, Snoop Dogg, yeah, or like more like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh shit, more like ASAP Rocky. Oh shit, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I envisioned, but I didn't want to lead with that. Okay. No, no, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's yeah. bad for everybody. <laughs> uh, and the amount of people that watch my stories is like eight times what I normally get. Like, and I'm like, oh, I'm killing it. Like, people yeah. love this, but people are just watching a train wreck. They're right. concerned. They're concerned. They're now, calling my point, sisters. At yeah. any point when you're you're going up, up, up on the roller coaster, right? Do yeah. you, you, you obviously aren't aware of what's happening because you, you can't, it's hard to take a step back from that. Yeah. But how do you feel? Do you feel like genuinely euphoric? Yeah, better than fuck, all, that's, all that's the really drugs good. that have ever been created. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. What the fuck is that, nature? Yeah, it's trash. It's a trash. It's trash. <laughs> Absolute because trash bag of shit. mental illness because you feel great and everyone. It's I always say like man, mania for me is awesome and it's terrible for all the people around me that love me. Yeah, right. and then the depression sucks so bad for me and it's kind of better for them because they're like, oh, we don't have to worry about him. He's too tired to get out of bed. Yeah, it's a relief. Yes. Yeah, it's more manageable for them. They're not worried like, oh, we haven't seen him in two days and he turned his phone off and blocked us all on Instagram. <laughs> right, right. right that's yeah. Okay, so so you're telling all the family secrets on stage. Uh -huh. Everyone's crying, but not because you're killing it. No, um, and no. then what happens leading up to this hospitalization? Then I had booked a uh, couple bottles at a nightclub uh, with money that I didn't have uh, at Greenhouse. Remember I Greenhouse? I hope everyone's taking I notes. I love Greenhouse. Yeah. I hope everyone's taking notes because a lot of you do this. Yeah, yeah. And, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And uh, I had invited a bunch of people. People showed up. They couldn't get in because I hadn't paid for the bottles yet. <laughs> And uh, I was like, come on, everybody, we're going to Greenhouse. Like, I'll pay for the cabs. Like, you know, just, you just like. You just want everyone to be together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's fun. And everyone was like, no, 
uh, and they had an intervention for me at my house. Oh, okay. Everybody came back to my house and we're so like- So they went from Greenhouse Nightclub to your- Nobody went to Greenhouse. Oh. <laughs> My dad and my mom and my sisters were like, you're not going to any nightclub. Something's something's wrong okay, with you. Okay, yeah. good. They obviously, So they yeah. bring me back to my house. They're like, if anybody wants to come and like explain to him that he's not acting like himself, come back. A couple of my friends were like, honestly, dude, you're kind of hilarious right now. <laughs> right. That's comics for you. Yeah, yeah. Not comics. Kind of, like, oh. my, like my friends from Queens were like, dude, you kind of killed it. Like I know it's like everyone's saying like it was dark or whatever, but like I like dark comedy. Like that shit you said about your dad, that's funny, man. So they're... So some of my friends are like egging me on. I think he's fucking Tosh over here. Yes, yes. Right. They're like, you're so honest. Right. I've never seen you so liberated. And I'm like, oh, I'm having I felt a- liberated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I can't trust friends. Can't, can't. So we're in my living room. Uh, my uh, my mom's there. My dad's there. I think my aunt was there. Like my sisters. People. Oh, how did you feel when you walked into that? Because you I didn't was know like, what you It's a party. <laughs> we'll fuck greenhouse. We'll kick it here. Let's get some bottles. Like, wow. So you just transferred the joy to where you were at the moment. Yes. That's wow. such a queen's attitude to see your family and then think it's still a party. Oh, dude, I mean, <laughs> like anyone from anywhere else on the planet is like this. That sucks. is the opposite <laughs> of a Pennsylvania thing. Yeah, you see your family, you run the other way. No, no, I love my family, and it was, it was. I, I knew something was up because they were, they were, people were crying, and I was just like, "What is going on? Like, I feel wow. so good." Uh, that is such a mind fuck to feel euphoric. Yeah. Amidst all that, like, because how do you? So, was there anything that was said at this intervention that brought you back down to the ground? No. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it was the, the, the getting committed part. <laughs> yeah. So, th- so this is what happened. Uh, my dad was like, "You're," my, you, they were like, "Go to your mom's," uh, and I was like, "I don't want to go to my mom's because uh, I was having like issues with my mom at the time. She just gotten like remarried to this guy that like married again to this guy that I really hated, and he was there. And I was like, "Fuck you! I don't like you, dude." And he was like, "Oh, you want to go outside?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's go outside." Like, you want to go outside? Wow, she married a real mature guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Uh, I mean, they say that that's not what happened, but this is how I remember it. Oh, uh, all right. Important detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie Lynn Spears over here. <laughs> <laughs> or bad baby. Meet me outside. Yeah. Meet me outside. Catch me outside. Catch then. me outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So they like hold me down. He leaves. My mom leaves. They're like, all right, you're coming to your dad's house in Long Island because uh, uh, with your stepmom. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't want to, but fine. So they bring me in the car. We're driving to Long Island. The phone rings and it's my mom. And they had taken away my phone. And uh, they were like, answer the phone. It's your mother. And I was like, you guys took away my phone and wouldn't let me call Greenhouse to cancel the bottles. But you're making oh me God. pick up the phone for the last person I want to speak to right sure. now. That's and the opposite of fun. They were like, answer the phone. Answer the phone. I was like, no, fuck you. And I opened the car door I on knew. the highway. I knew this was going to fucking. Mm. Yeah, going like 55 miles per <gasps> hour. My sister reached over, closed the door, uh, put my seatbelt back on. My dad pulled over. Oh, thank God she was able to do that. Yeah, we, we got into like a physical altercation, me and my right. dad. He called 911. The ambulance showed up. And uh, the next thing I know, I was screaming, whose dick do I got to suck around here to get a room <laughs> in the hospital? You were fun the whole time. People, God I mean, damn, that's really complicated. Yeah, it, it was complicated because I... I say like kind of racist things. I say Uh-oh. like, yeah, I wow. say, yeah, I say all sorts of fucked up things. It's funny actually being on this podcast and talking about this because I don't know if you guys know this. Um, oh boy. Uh-oh. You guys were sort of big in one of my manic episodes, not this one, like a couple years later in like alerting my parents that something was wrong because uh, one of you, I don't remember, I never even heard it, but said that I was like defending Bill Cosby. 
at a comedy club. Oh. And one of my sister's friends was like, hey, your boy, your brother was on Guys We Fuck. That's like my favorite <laughs> podcast. And then she listened to the clip. <laughs> And, and she called me and she was like, hey, Matt, are you defending Bill Cosby on, at a comedy club? I was like, ah, it's just like a fun thing I'm doing. Like, <laughs> and it really, I don't well, remember this, but this is so I, I could so see funny. me going like, Matt Pavich yeah, is defending Bill Cosby. No, I feel no. like I would say that. No, I think I you guys remember. were just like, and it's weird. Do I think we call you by first and last name? By first Shit, and last name. Sorry, man. No, no, it's cool. Because you were that like, sounds like more of a me thing. Yeah. You, That's before Chad came along and was would have slapped our hands. That's our lawyer. You were confused by it. You were like, he's like a normal, you were like, you were like he's like. A, yeah, you maybe know, that was her. He's got yeah. sisters. Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. Right. And because uh, we've known you since we started. Exactly. Like, we've been in the game the I whole know. time together. I yeah. know. That's why I think you guys probably just like had just seen me manic and like maybe yeah and then and then my sister called my mom and my mom like there was like another intervention because they were like that's going around yeah i was it was it was it was uh so it's funny that really really full circle here now yeah yeah, full circle yeah (laughs) happy to have you on to clarify yes um wow and so what was i've never heard anybody have a positive experience in a um mental institution no uh and it really feels like especially in america the one thing that somebody who's having a manic episode schizophrenia where they're split from their psyche probably because something fucking traumatic happened to them you know you hear that all the time like cops handling this so poorly Mm. you need a fucking hug you need love you need love to be the appropriate because obviously you're scared if you don't understand what's happening and everyone you love and respect is like this is what we're seeing and you don't see it that's got to be so jarring and it's like the approaches with mental health are they may i I, they make it worse a cop almost broke my wrist in Ah. the back of an ambulance once yeah, I'm not in the surpri- back of an I'm ambulance. Not surprised, yes. actually. I was talking shit, and They're- I was like, "Turn the sirens on! Why aren't you guys turning oh, the sirens on?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, "We don't have to turn the sirens on. It's not an emergency." And I was like, "You want me to make it an emergency?" <gasps> oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Wow. And he was like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And I was like, making fun of his last name, and it was just me and him in the back of this fucking ambulance and a nurse. Yeah. And the nurse didn't do anything. The it got like weirdly physical, and then like I showed up to the and like I had like red crazy red Fuck. from the handcuffs yeah uh, it was scary right and right, psych right. i mean they don't make any sense right it's like they're, this they're, person they're, they is, were made they're enough to make anybody more mentally ill or mentally ill if you're not already that's what i'm saying if you put a normal person in a psych ward gave them 10 days they'd come out and be like ah, yeah i got stories to tell like, yeah right. well I, I, yeah, and were you isolated yeah the food is shit uh, the you can't smoke or like now I think they have like jewels and stuff but when, like like uh, these fake it depends how you, how much money you have also that's a huge <laughs> of course thing. it does yeah first time I got locked up I was close to Long Island and uh, the psych ward was really nice they had these nicotine puffers I had my own room uh, it was like a sort of like a uh, but not in isolation way rehab. but in like a okay yeah 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 it was gorgeous wooden floors wow it was like and I was like oh this ain't so bad like yeah. you know I was out in ten days because I wouldn't. Take take my meds and they're like there's nothing we can do he refuses care second time i was in elmhurst hospital okay in, in queens, queens right and i've never been I there i say this oh. is the worst hospital maybe in america i don't think i'm exaggerating like i think it's been written up as like just like a un- severely underfunded hospital no uh you couldn't go outside you you uh the food was even worse somehow couldn't go outside oh yeah gosh. for day i was in there for like 20 days and like mm. you oh my god yeah uh you're just walking back and forth down this hall I do had, you like, do activity like what do you do during the day oh jesus 
Four people. You're in a room. And in what a were their ailments like? Schizophrenia, yeah. mood disorders. Uh, a lot of them were homeless. Like, yeah. Of the, of the homeless population, um, which was you know it was it was it was really intense. It was very scary. Um, and, and then I went to Bellevue, a couple hospitals after that, and I've been hospitalized six times. Okay. And you get a punch uh, card. You do. Yeah, nice. yeah. I got I got more than I got I got like this. <laughs> this uh, many. You know, stays free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They know I got a little uh, re- uh, rewards card. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all different ones, and I've been to nice ones, and I've been to shitty ones, and that is the saddest thing about like the mental health crisis in this. Which world is, r- is if you have money, you go to a sixty thousand dollar rehab facility sure. and, with, and pet horses and fucking. Which is actually rehabilitative. That's like what that's I'm actually like being spending time with animals calms your nervous system. It's scientifically proven. Like yeah. and and to have like the lighting that they have is enough to make you go fucking nuts. Like the lighting in the a in smell. A, yeah, like you could pet horses in like a nice facility or like eat horse meat at Bellevue. <sighs> Might as well just go to Ikea. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Uh, um, oh, man. What do you, anything, does any experience stand out, um, like a specific interaction with somebody or or the way a, a staff member handled something? I mean, that's another thing. The staff hates, most of the staff hates their jobs so bad. Uh, yeah, they, I imagine they, they're getting no underpaid. Underpaid. They're sleeping on the job. <clears throat> yeah. They're, they're, it's like... I mean, no one, unless you're like a very like, caring. caring person, you yeah. don't sign up for the psych where I think you get like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which sucks. But um, I mean, there's some people that like changed my life. Like there was this one uh, guy, I don't, I don't, don't even remember his name. That's how fucked and whacked I was. But he used to come and visit me all the time and be like, you're young, you're a smart kid. Listen to the doctors. Stop partying. Get sober. Yeah, and loving. I, I, yeah, loving, loving person. He used to sit with me in the room and just like chit chat. Wow. Yeah, he was so cool. Uh, he was like a baseball player. I, I like. Where did I, he come from? I, he, a- he might have been fake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might have been my guardian well, angel. I was gonna I, say I, I, honestly, like, yeah. I know that maybe it's not like funny to make fun of uh, how, you know, but like I wonder about that sometimes. I'm like, yeah. that guy positively like impacted my life and I don't even know his name. I, right. Because when you said baseball beautiful. player, I go, well, but why is he there? He was a co- He played in college. And, oh, OK. And, and I played. I was like, a- it's like Derek Jeter showing up. Like, what's, what's, <laughs> give me a gift going basket. <laughs> he reserves his gift baskets. For- yeah, yeah. Jeter was in the cycle with Sick. me. And uh, he gave me a lot of tips on my swing. <laughs> well, I thought it was like, you know how like Bill Murray sometimes shows up to like bartends yeah yeah, and like stuff like that so I was like maybe like Jeter just shows up like (laughs) Jeter it's Jose Canseco can you imagine just like (laughs) um but yeah well because I was thinking like so when people are talking to you though like is there any way like for them to besides your like behavior to decipher like what what state of mind you're in because if people are trying to help you and they're like not talking to like the real version of you yeah where's the information going it's it's that's a really good question and it's hard to for me to even understand because yeah. like, i'm firing on such a wavelength that like my thoughts are fast like i think i'm crisp and genius and really i'm like nonsensical and like over the top so i think i'm getting over on everybody in the psych ward Mm. like i'm like ah they don't even know that i'm manic but i know that i'm manic but i you know like sure yeah and uh they like my family is like this is not him like they're telling the doctors like he would never say that right he's like a chill down-to-earth guy right and he's screaming that he's going to be the next kanye west and rapping in the 
hallway. Wow. Like, like this is not his. And the doctors don't really know what, who are they going to believe, right? Right. They, they know that I'm in there for a reason and I did something stupid to get there, but like they don't know the real me either. So they have to go based on like notes and previous things. And like my, you know, it, it, that's a, a great question. And I wonder that all the time. Like, yeah, it but must you, be do you so remember, hard. like, is there a lot of conversations you don't remember? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. full days that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that's... tell me stuff and I'm like, I. Yeah, no, so you're out of your body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it's uh, it's like a gift and a curse, you know, like uh, it's like I blacked out. Um, and I think it's because my brain is just firing so hard that like it doesn't know where to process. It's and, almost like it, yeah, the exhaustion just shuts down. Yeah. 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 I, have you ever tried, um, there's a device called the Fisher, Fisher Wallace Simulator. And it's um, basically, it's a, it's a little device. My, my mother had used it. Um, and I, I have one now. Um, very the, the side effects are very minimal. Um, it's two sponges to, uh, uh, connected to wires to this device. It's kind of like this size. Oh. And you put a headband on, you wet the sponges, and then you put the sponges on your temporal lobes, and you just hear you, you feel a little like bzz, bzz, like little, and it and it stimulates um, blood flow to those areas of your brain. And I remember my mom tried it, and she'd been on medications that. She was hallucinating. She was like in a coffin once. She was just, and my whole childhood was just her like going, am I in Disney World? Like, it's like, oh my God. Uh, and that was the one thing that made, like, I felt her like back in her body. So if you ever want to try it, you can borrow mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because the medications sometimes, I know medications can be life-changing and incredible. Yeah. They were not for her. No. And the doctor's attitudes towards her were pretty shitty. Yeah. Like in terms of believing her or like poo-pooing her concerns yeah um i finally found like medication that worked and awesome. i'm sober now so i think that's a huge part of it yeah uh, and like i'm going to talk therapy so i'm gonna pass on the witchcraft uh <laughs> simulator <You're right. laughs> but uh no that it sounds very cool yeah I, well there, I, I mean there's it's just like i was talking to my brother actually today um because he he has somebody he knows that um that's very um very mentally but i'm like we all do mm -hmm. um but like going in the street saying things like so-and-so you know sexually assaulted me and it's like in the middle of like a neighborhood and you're like are you okay and i'm like every there's so many the mental illness crisis in i guess america or everywhere i don't know this has always been a thing and then you watch yeah. television shows and movies about how psych wards used to be and you're like oh my god they're just locking people up uh and isolating them and making them more mentally ill and then they're going well i guess they should never see the light of day because they're not getting any better when what they were doing was making them worse to begin with so it's like i don't even know how you approach it it is fucked it's not good and i don't know how to approach it i always I'm, when i'm manic uh, and in the psych ward i'm like i'm gonna make so much money off of stand-up comedy <laughs> that i'm gonna open <laughs> that's really my delusional own psych ward i'm gonna <laughs> open my own spot and change the whole mental health game because this is wrong this is not the way this is and i really do believe still to this day yeah. like there is no better solution. No one's thought of a better solution. Yeah. Right. right. But p putting people in a hospital and not letting them go outside and not letting them smoke and feeding them dog shit, hospital food. Uh, that's not, not the answer. That's not the answer. Well, it's the same thing that we tried to do with people who, you know, were misbehaving like physically or whatever. Yeah, with the law. jail, you jail. go, okay, it's these are not, <laughs> neither of these concepts are working. Crime yeah. and punishment, man. It's yeah. like these are the people that need a hug the most. And yeah. yet you're, you're, you're being violent with them. You're locking them away like a fucking animal. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. How has this affected your dating and sex life? Oh, <laughs> baby. Uh, 
It's a good question. Because you have a long-term girlfriend, right? I have a long-term girlfriend. Yeah. For three years. And three years ago was my most recent manic episode. So we actually- Is that when you met? We met while I was in the throes of a hypomanic episode. Damn, uh, that's how charming it must shit. be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That bipolar, no. that handsome, bipolar dick go handsome, hard. Yeah, no, 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 no. I sense it. mental <laughs> illness issues. Mm. That crazy dick? Uh, let that me tell you Davidson something about that dick. crazy <laughs> No, uh, I'll tell you this. I, uh, I know this is a sex-positive uh, podcast. I have a pretty quick trigger. Uh, st- like regularly, oh. uh, as women will attest, and uh, <laughs> uh, around. Oh, you mean you come quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a mental trigger. No, okay, no, okay. No, I'm no, like, no, what no, is no, it? No, okay. I come fast, okay. and when I'm manic, I, I, I don't. Um, Shit. Yeah. Oh my god. So. What a- um, like how long are we talking though? Is it like uncomfortably hours? long? No, you're like, no, Stop no, fucking no. me, my God. We got to go to the store. I'm just so passionate and like so like you're the one. I'm gonna spend the rest. I'm just like lying. Oh, so you love bomb people when you're mad? Oh, okay. I love bomb so hard. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but but you mean it in the moment. I am 100. So it's mean not it. it's not like um. I 100 not further manipulation. Yeah, it's not a manipulative it. tactic. Because love bombing can be manipulative, or can be. Manic. That, like, being, yeah. that being said, though, no matter. Okay, so it's like, yes, his intention is not manipulative, but it's still going to act as manipulation to the other person. 100%. And I think a lot of times with like emotional abuse, and I'm not, not trying to call you an emotional abuser, but like no. people, uh, when they're, people spend time with people with mental illness, they still are experiencing emotional abuse, even though it is not intentional from the people who are giving it out. 100%. Right. I'm what do you do with Guilty that? of, yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm, I th- and I think I think really the not the cure to that, but like the way to um, the what that should be partnered with is like just complete utter honesty. Yeah, um, and I, I remember when I got diagnosed, uh, and I was in like this outpatient uh, group therapy thing with this guy who was like, we were like literally dr- like filling out. Uh, coloring like am I uh, manic like it was like really basic like they give you a milk and a sandwich like I was like where the fuck am I because I finally like came down from it all uh if you were to experience that when you were when you were had not come down, would that would you would it feel demeaning? To, oh, 100 percent. Even would, in a manic episode, it would still feel demeaning. Yeah, I'm, or, I, I would, I would probably like, try and fight somebody. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why I'm always wondering because I'm just like mental illness is, is different than like chi- being childlike. I know, and it just feels like. You know, even with like brain injury, I don't have a lot of experience with mental illness besides being in this uh, occupation. Yeah. Um, but I've <laughs> but I have a lot of recent experience with uh, with brain function and brain damage, not personally, but for my dad. And like a lot of times, like either it was things like you were talking about where people were talking to him as if something wasn't wrong. And I go, listen, I know you don't know him before, but like. No, no adult acts. This is what like, and so you're talking. To, you're trying to uh, put lo- cast logic on this person who is obviously li- like in another space right now. And I'm just looking around, like, why? Did, why meet him where he's at? But what, like, why are people in the mental profession? Like, it seems so easy to be able to tell that something is wrong, and like they're getting frustrated as if they're talking to me, and I'm giving them you know weird answers. It's like fucking medical. I f- I feel like medical school here is a disservice. I have not been through it, so I I'm talking out of my ass in a way, but. Uh, 
you know, if you're if you're if you're not educating doctors and nurses, everybody in the healthcare profession, if you're not educating them on these these really human things that are so important when dealing with any fucking person, yeah. then then the, yeah, I feel like they're gonna go, well, this is not textbook what I was taught, and they're gonna their their heads are beating up against this like rigid system that a patient, no fucking patient, fits in. Yeah, and this guy wasn't even a doctor. He was like a guy that was just like, I'm gonna teach this class. Like, I, I, he wasn't like medically. I don't yeah. know what his deal like, was. Was it worker, like a nonprofit? Yeah. It seemed nonprofit. He seemed like a social worker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, you know, God bless Those him. Those are That's wonderful. The, the yeah. hardest, like one of the hardest professions in the world. And they they get paid like not Shit. enough and it's yep. just fucked up. But he was this guy. And I remember the first thing I but said. also to, like, was the idea good? Sometimes people just do that to make them feel good about themselves. 100%. <laughs> you know? 100%. I've been in a lot of places where like people, people have nothing to eat and no clothes to wear. And everyone's like, we're going to do an acting exercise. Zip. <laughs> and I'm like, God. <laughs> Give someone a pair of shoes. What the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah. I said pizza crust out of the garbage. Can we not do zip zaps up right now? I'm hungry. Like, and then that guy goes to like chopped and gets his salad. He's like, well, well, I did my work for today. FaceTiming. You're like, this is not helpful. This is like when my college roommate went to Africa to teach starving people how to cheerlead. And I go, I don't know if this is a story you're going to want to tell on dates. Not a good look, baby. And like it was coming from such a good place, but I was—I just remember sitting there like, "What?" Ugh. Like that's because college is the first time I met rich. I met rich people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like "Wow, well, now that's a mental illness." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I, but I liked it. It was—it's like a euphoric oh, to be yeah. around. Yeah, high school Similar was the to first what you're time describing. for me, and I was like, yeah. "Whoa, yeah. these people are living a totally different life." <laughs> Looney Tunes. Look at this apartment. This is an apartment. <laughs> so funny. You don't gotta go to work at the flea market. Holy yeah. shit! So crazy. You have more than one house. Yeah. What? That what? still blows my mind. When I oh my god, the first time I heard of someone having a beach house, I was like, <laughs> so wait, there's a house that you're not always in, but it's yeah. also your house, and no one else is in it when you're not. Yeah, and you don't what? rent it out. Yeah. What do you mean you don't rent it out? That yeah, that yeah. still blows my mind. Crazy. So crazy. What? Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut 
every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What, you were manic when you first met your girlfriend, your current girlfriend. Yeah. Um, what kind of, like, was this, like, what happened? How'd you meet her? Uh, I was, you know, partying and doing a lot of drugs, and um, I, I met her. Uh, and I was like, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I walked up to her and I, we had like mutual friends. And I was like, hey, I think I know you. And she said, no, you don't. And she just, <laughs> okay, then. See she just danced away. <laughs> oh. uh, and I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to marry that woman. Wow. Uh, and. Then uh, again, he, he was manic. The weirdest. He was manic. Let's I'm just point that out. Marry. Oh, I was. I was. Well, no, manic. there's a fucking. First of all, there's a song that's like, "You're mean to me, but hey, baby, I think I'm gonna marry you." And I'm I like, "I think I'm gonna marry you." Yeah, I'm like, "Damn, maybe that was written by a manic person." Because that was that was my song. <laughs> I wrote that. Uh, nice. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, <laughs> we had mutual friends, so I like asked her friends. I was like, you know. Uh, how do you know her? And she goes, oh, we're actually throwing a party at this place where she's going to bartend. You should come. And I was like, all right, cool. Oh, wow. So I went to the party. Um, and um, I also love that her friends just like obviously giving out any information because you're attractive. <laughs> like, can you imagine some He's strange guy can't be just came up to you? Well, I think that's interesting. No, hot I'm, matters, unfortunately. I'm I'm really glad this episode has um, will have video clips because I think it's like this is fucked up, but I think the story is more powerful when we're talking about like the depths of mental illness and you're attractive. Oh, yeah, but like the way society values attractiveness yeah. is it's the it's the top thing on the totem pole yes. of like bullshit things that don't actually matter but everybody you know according to society kind of behaves like they do yeah or Isn't they it think cool it's that you could be attractive and still be like poor hell yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's the well it's right. rarely so you it's see like a hot a, person that's poor that's not true i see i see plenty of hot poor, poor people. people yeah like poor like, oh no 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 yeah. i've seen hot homeless guys in la i've seen hot homeless guys <laughs> yeah. here yeah yeah and then I, well it's interesting because <laughs> being, hot, gals, being hot is the ultimate current currency like when you think about that's it what I, it's like jeff bezos no no you he had to do nothing that. can help that that's right. what i was getting at right it's, you got a lot of money you ain't gonna get, even get a toupee my boo it's fascinating the yeah. ultimate currency it's fascinating. Is, is is being hot yes. and you right? did nothing to and earn you it can, you it can, just it just happened be hot and have Negative thousand millions of dollars in debt. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Banks don't care if you're hot. Yeah. You still gotta pay them. Yeah. Uh, so, so you went to the bar that she I went to the bar. Uh, I think I brought another girl, which was not that oh, cool. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's and, not that cool. Uh, honestly, do you that's remember like really what like bad. the what the the move or the motive was you're, there? Uh, I think I was just like talking to not to sound like a dick but i was talking to so many girls at the time because like you're your hot. sex drive when you're manic is like out of control okay, okay. that explains okay that's another yeah, thing yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like not good i feel like um, i fucked a lot of manic guys before yeah. and it's great okay uh, <laughs> uh thanks i think <laughs> no it's like i i feel like yeah 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 it's it's but it's insatiable it's bad it's bad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's if it, it, the sex is probably usually they're good at sex though because they have a lot of it and in my book that makes you good at bed sure uh but then depressed sex is so oh, sad yeah um, it is can't even get it's like it fucking up. eeyore yeah yeah um so what was i saying uh, uh you, you showed up to the bar with the other girl, girl. yeah uh, Katie didn't even remember who I was. Um, and then somehow, some way, uh, I 
kept uh, going to that bar and we started talking, getting to know each other a little bit. She thought I had a girlfriend because I brought another girlfriend to the bar. Logical. Logical. Yeah. But that, uh, as a girl, I'm like, that's a good move. Let's make her go. Like, I feel like when a woman knows that you're a wanted man, it makes it a little. This is up, the difference between, your level. between me and Christina. Yeah, if 100%. someone fucking showed up with another woman, someone would be dead. <laughs> I would be like, oh, dick that good, huh? I go, oh, let me let me oh, see what that's all about. I'm about to ruin your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good. Uh, it's not a move I would do in like my sober mind. Right, but I'm right, sure right, when right. I was manic, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I'll show her how how this dick go. Uh, that's how I talk when I'm You show at. her how this dick go. Yeah, yeah. That might be the title. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like that your manic voice is JB Smooth. Yeah, 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 Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we, we somehow ended up going out one night. Uh, we did Molly at the box. Yes. You're um, having the night of my dreams. The box is where you go when you're yes. manic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. Molly? And it was incredible. It was wow. incredible. Manic on Molly. That's yeah, yeah. got to be like... Too much. You ascended to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was, was nutty. And I, and I feel like with drugs, part of me like always worries, like, if this drug feels better than real life, I'm going to be bummed out. Like, it's going to bum me out. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine the mania feeling better. That's a fucking tease and I half. can't even explain to you the level of good i was i mean Shit. it was it was insane yeah so uh we hooked up and then the next day i was like so we're together she was like what are you talking about and i was like yeah i think we're gonna i'm gonna marry you and she was just like oh and then i was like but it'll be cool we'll be like in an open relationship or whatever <laughs> and she was like okay uh and then this was at lunch um i told her this at lunch and then i was like can you pay for this because i don't have any money <laughs> Now I'm on board, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "What?" Like, and I was like, "I don't have any money. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like, how'd I you go to the box? It's so expensive." I the girl. It was like a hookup. Oh, okay, you knew someone. She had like many bottles. It was really cool. Honestly, one of the coolest nights of my life. Yeah, I was at the box with models Us on too. Molly. <laughs> And no, I met this, I finally hooked up with this girl that I had been dreaming yeah, about. Cinematic. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's then, the best. Uh, she was spooked, spooked obviously, by my behavior. Uh, so, she, and the whole time she's still, she has no idea what's going on. She just thinks you're a really charismatic guy. Yes. Okay. And then my friends reached out to her and were like, hey, we think Matt's going through something. He's bipolar. This is because then How'd I took her to, about that. I took her to like a podcast. I was doing a podcast the next day. Oh no. And I was like, imagine going from the, the, the box, box to, to a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh, I'd be like, thank you. Next backup beeper. I'm getting out of here. Damn. No, thank you. Yeah. Someone's a, Oh God, that's exactly what happened. That's <laughs> so funny. And, uh, she goes, uh, I was like telling secrets again. <laughs> And on the podcast, on the podcast, and about and, your and family or like about everything. And oh my god! Can you keep telling secrets? Yeah, I tell a lot of secrets. I mean, yeah. And then she pulled me aside and she was like, "Hey, your buddy contacted me. Said that like, should we go get you like help or whatever?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, don't listen to them. Like, they're fucking lame. Like, let's you know." Oh, that was and, really nice that she like tried to. Yeah. Oh, she is such a ride or die. Wow. She <clears throat> visited me at the hospital, uh, which was like an hour away. She like. She was. She loves with, you. She does love me, and I love her very, very much. That's and, beautiful. Yeah, and uh, I was like, mm, I have to talk to her about the feminist start of the relationship. Oh, yeah, but you know, big problems. Yeah, big starts problems. off on the wrong foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I mean, I'm, I'm very conflicted about that because obviously it ended up well. Great story, but like, yeah. this is someone who knows you for 24 hours, and then like literally like her life 
is now like in part devoted to helping a man. So, yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good. But and you she, know, you know and that. She'll be though. the first one to be like, yeah. I was in a rough spot too. Oh, right, there you go. right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. it's one of those was, things where you both were act. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she wasn't. Doing and you, well. it either makes or breaks you as a couple. <clears> like you either or or like, and when it breaks you, sometimes it either breaks you up literally, or you go into this toxic dynamic, uh, which it doesn't sound like you guys did. Uh, it was toxic for a while. I mean, I was manic. And it got untoxic. I was, yeah, I was wow. like, you know, being a real dick all around town for months. And then I ended up in a psych ward and then it was bad. What I was do you in mean a psych a ward in Christmas. Oh. Because uh, we were like, in, you know. Was I, there a Santa in the psych ward at Christmas? They did give gifts. Wow. I got gloves. Oh. And, and they did karaoke. <laughs> And that's uh, okay. What's like word karaoke like? Yeah. I gotta know. That's the name of my album is Wednesdays at Bellevue because I say that that's the day that they do karaoke. karaoke. <laughs> uh, so it's it's as wild as you'd imagine. Um, Did you have like a go to song? Yeah. Oh, I have a go to song. What of course, is it? I have a go to song. Uh, it's Creed with arms wide open. <laughs> yes, it's a great fucking go to karaoke. Larger song. <laughs> Wait, they're gonna make us edit. Yeah, that. don't 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 sing oh, too okay, much. Okay, There's okay. gonna be a couple <laughs> edits because we named a lot of facilities that ch- that Chad's <laughs> not gonna okay. Famous. I'll send it in early. Yeah, yeah. 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 Please, You're gonna okay. send this one in early. Got a lot of legal checks on this one. Damn, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Do not. Honestly, it's it's fun. It makes it's. Like it's it makes the episode more toxic, which makes people like it more. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. It's just beeped out. Yeah, yeah. People go, "What was it?" You yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Read, "Do you read lips?" <laughs> <laughs> There's no like Patreon exclusive. Uh, no, no, no. I shouldn't have said no. that either. Probably okay. Oh no, it's okay. I said. Well, the um, exclusive VIP club is luminary. Is luminary. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so, so the first couple months you were being a dick around town. Yeah. What does that mean? I was, you know. Uh, Going out till five in the morning. Mm. She didn't know where I was. I yeah. was. Uh, Oof. And how how did you guys deal with this? Because we get a lot of um, we get a lot of people writing us about like you know I'm dating somebody and they have this this mental illness or or uh, two people with mental illnesses and it's like how do you how do you manage that in a relationship? Well, we I know it's individual, we, but we didn't manage it well at, at the top because I wasn't being serious about managing my mental health. Right. Mm. So when I finally came back down to earth and was out of the psych ward, actually they released me and I was still a little manic. Uh, and she, you know, told me that we went to go get pizza with my mom and my, uh, my stepmom and my dad. And she could see in my eyes that I still wasn't right. And she mm. like, went to the bathroom and like cried because mm. she was like, what I thought do? this was over. Like, right. Well, I can't deal with this forever. Like, who? yeah. How do they gauge when they release you whether or not you have like kind of like landed from the manic episode? They did a bad job. Yeah, it seems like I don't know like what the healthcare professions and what, what they're, they're doing using huh. like what they're using. The metric. I mean, there is no metric on mood, right? Well, right. It's, exactly. It's like their word over my word. Their being my family over my word over. Liability? Do I seem like a liability? That's right. gonna, you know, I'm, all goes back to money, of course. It all yeah, goes back to money. I had way to think about it. No insurance, so oh. Medicare was paying for everything, so they probably. Well, Bellevue's a public hospital. Yeah, it's one of the only public hospitals with a psych ward. Yeah, well, well the, Medicare the most is great, recent yeah. one. I wasn't at Bellevue. I oh, was okay. at uh, this other one upstate. Um, so I get out. I'm still acting a little funky. Uh, and then I like slept for like four days because mm. the meds kicked in and she nursed me back to health and she was like, you know, I, I'm here for you. I'm, I want to get to know the real you. Like your family was so supportive and mm. the things they were saying about you, like I knew that this was worth it. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been 
better. I've this is the best relationship I've ever been in. That's like, amazing. And so, your, to answer your question, like um, checking in, I think is the most uh, valuable thing you can do if you and have mental health issues. Being with somebody with mental health issues, it is imperative that the person with mental health issues is proactive yes. about taking care of themselves. Because yeah. just because you have bipolar one or just because you have X, Y, Z does not mean you're incapable of, uh, of monitoring it, of being on top <laughs> of it, of kind of at least somewhat, even if you're in mania or like having some barometers of, okay, if this is happening, that means this is a state I'm in. Because yeah. if you're out of your body, it's really hard to be logical, I imagine. Yeah, we check in with each other all the time. I'm honest to like a you know maybe a fault um and you never get defensive because that's like my thing sometimes like with people who i know who kind of struggle with mental illness it's sometimes it feels like people can take it as like accusatory mm. and so you have to be really careful but also it's like what i'm talking about is like you can also the other person can also get stuck in like this abusive cycle even though the other person is struggling so like do you ever like get defensive when someone oh 100 percent. yeah and like so yeah. how do you recommend like not yeah. people not getting I, in huge fights with you but still being there for you and supportive and able to check in because this has happened to me probably more with addicts you know where you go i don't I don't exactly know how to go about this yeah. Um, because I myself have not not an addict, but I'm like probably as like close to an addict as you like or like knowing as much about it without actually having been through it. Just from like, adjacent. Yeah, just from addict like cusp. Yeah, the yeah. relationships <laughs> I've had. I also have obsessive compulsive disorder, which I feel like hints at yeah. uh, the uh, the, the passion the, one feels. Well, it's the same part of the brain <laughs> as addiction. It's yeah. also the, it's also similar to autism. So you're like, where does it fit? Um, right. right. Uh, and but then I, I I sometimes my approach works, and then sometimes people lash out, escape. Like literally, I'm talking about people running out of bars and me like worrying the whole night that they're like dead yeah. like that kind of thing so like do you have any recommendations on how to handle this because this is actually a problem that is like I think more common when you're a comedian or an artist yeah. that you're actually like witnessing someone do I chase in the after do I right I think it comes down to trust um, and I have to like give up some of the power that I have right mm, like I have very, to let yeah. people sort of make decisions for me yeah um, which sucks. I right. Mean, sure. I the mean, control. I mean, it, like I, I've, I've said this before, but like the worst part of being bipolar is like you go, oh, I feel really good. Fuck. Because you know, you I know feel that really good. You know, that means Damn. something's wrong. Yeah. So I have to check in with my girlfriend. I have to check in with my sisters. I have to check in with right, my support like, system, my it's therapist. It's confusing, right? Am I, do I feel good or am I mean? Do I feel good because I just had an album come out that's number one and I've, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do, do I feel good because I just won a football game? Do I, you know what I mean? Or is it like, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're constantly, is that real? Is the feeling real? Yes. Almost? Yes. And of course, some of it's real. Just because I'm bipolar doesn't mean I can't be happy. Doesn't mean I of can't course. be angry. Doesn't mean I can't be. Sad doesn't yeah, you know right. Those are, all those are normal human emotions. Feelings, yeah. yeah. So uh, trusting your support system and having a support system. I'm so fucking lucky. It sounds like I, your family really has oh your back. Oh my god, I have three sisters and a mom and a dad, and they have been fucking through it. My twenties were a disaster. Wow. Yeah. And I'm so lucky that I st still have them, and they, you know, haven't been like, you know, let map. Do whatever you want. You know, it, it, yeah, there's they people really, that they it, love you a lot. Yeah, yeah, it comes it comes to a point in some families where you go, we can't deal with that anymore. Right, yeah. right. And, and, and sometimes, but sometimes it's like what people describe, like with their spouses or or with a family member. Like people have written into us, like they're so volatile and yeah. so destructive. 
and and carrying the weight of being re- feeling responsible for them or what it, 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 it is a lot yeah but it helped you yeah it, my girlfriend asks me every night did you take your meds and that used to piss me off because I was like yeah I took my meds like eh, eh, eh. did you take your meds yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's important for yeah. me yeah and like I have to do that yeah and there's been times where she's been like you're going out like two nights three nights in a row and you're coming home and you seem a little she can elevated see it as it goes up yeah and she goes can you stay in for a couple nights and sometimes that really pisses me off because i'm like i have a show i have to cancel or I, I i'm trying to hang at this club to get past and now i can't go tonight or whatever but trusting her and going okay i have to give up some of my power here not power is the wrong word but i have to give up agency some of, yeah i yeah. have to give up some of yeah I have to trust that this person knows what's better for me more so than I do in this moment exactly yeah it's and that's jarring. so fucking hard I'm yeah. not I haven't figured it out yet if I'm yeah. being totally honest and it's also like it's to tough. secure the relationship which I mean I think you know is you know after she like put did so much for you it's like you have to also like prioritize the relationship probably a little bit more yeah oh, 100%. than like an average couple yeah which is good I mean yeah you guys it's, have really been up to bat for each other yeah from the fire rose the ashes is that the right <laughs> I've is no that the idea. right embers from the embers from, yeah. from the embers well, for, like a phoenix rising from the ashes something yeah like something like yeah. that yeah. there you go whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not your no that's how i feel i mean it was it was a it was a wild ride and uh it's a lot more mellow now and maybe we don't have as good of stories to tell anymore that's okay but, but that's okay but your yeah. stories are yeah you have different stories yes Yeah. So do you like still thrill seek or is that kind of like, does that feel toxic to you because of what have you, what you've been through? Uh, yes, I do still thrill. I have this. Or like you find thrills that are healthy maybe. Yes, I do. And, uh, you know, sometimes I wake up and I go, I I gotta be bad. Okay. (laughs) And I want to be a bad boy today. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have to ignore that. I have to, I have to go, Oh, this is it. This is what's coming. This is, so you see the signs. I see the signs. And what does I, that mean? You want to be bad? Like I don't know. Rebellious. It's, it's really like because I feel like I kind of know what that means, but I think maybe. it's the beginning of mania for me. Yeah. Uh, like is I I don't want to do the I don't want to take my meds today and I want to be bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I want because slip into the Joker a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, mania feels so fucking good what? that it would be. You know, it wouldn't make sense if I didn't want like miss it sometimes. Of course, you know? of course, I miss I, it not, uh, based off of you you describing it. Yeah, and then I like listen to the rap album that I made when I was manic. And oh I go, wow, there you go. That'll take you oh, down. That'll pop your balloon. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I I don't need to. That's good. That's good that you have that. Honestly, that was a gift from you to you. It was a gift. I from remember. You to wait, me. weren't we in that video? Which the video? Halloween video? I don't think that. No, that was, that. Was, thanks for thinking. That yeah, was, I was like, I don't <laughs> think that was manic. I think that was real. That was just regular. Yeah, but that was that a rap was though, regular. right? Or was it a song? It was a rap video. Yeah, but I, I thought was, it was good. I mean, I that was, was comedy. I didn't think comedy. I was going to somebody's manic episode shoot. I was like, no, all right, let's pops. do this. The, still- the, rap, the, rap, the rap album you made was supposed to be like serious rap? No. No. I mean, I knew as a stand-up comedian that it was going to be funny, but like... It was your attempt at Lil Dicky or... <laughs> it was my attempt at Lil Dicky. Lil, okay. Lil Dicky has had the exact career that I have... And he's still for, a phenomenal rapper, even yeah. though some of his, you know, lyrics are f- comical. Yes. Okay. I get, that, you, I, yeah, yeah. I get what you're trying to that do. That was the goal. Yeah, he's, but then he's got you flow. listen to the song and I'm, and I'm just like freestyle yelling... Okay. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I think it's like super, it's incredible that you have that. It is incredible. And and sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I will listen to a song that I made and go, 
you know, that wasn't that bad. And then I go, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, no. fuck, 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 Let me call my therapist. Yeah. Let me call my doctor. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Maybe they t- could use that as a tool in mental facilities to gauge when you can leave <gasps> or not. Yes. Yes. Is this is good. Is this last, good to you? Last question is before this you leave. Uh, is this song about your ex-girlfriend <laughs> funny? Like, like Kanye West is bipolar. I know. And, and you see the way his, his, his narrative unfolds in the media and the way like he gets excited about running for president. I'm like, guys, don't, don't make fun of him like that's fucking mental illness it it's is, so, it was so he, obvious to me as somebody who lived with it for a while and yeah, then he went on yeah. Logan but then he's also really set, fucking talented he's so, so like talented, the shit he made through so the wire funny. after DJ who kid fucking made fun of him about a track totaled his car jaw got wired shut and then he made through the wire and you're like he's a he's a fucking genius like he, I think yeah he's a and he says genius. shit that you're like oh no but I'm like that's so obviously mental illness I know damn I know and, and then he admitted celebrity. it. And, yeah. then, and yeah. then he like doubled down. I think it was on Rogan. He said that he doesn't think he's bipolar anymore. He's and probably fucking, manic. Yeah. And then uh, he agreed with him. And I was like, this just set back mental health 20 years. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. There's people that are listening to this going, Wait, oh. Rogan said, I don't think, yeah, I agree. I don't think, just by, based off of chatting. <laughs> Liter- Rogan just literally nodded going, and like, then everyone I would have told like, you to exercise. I would have told you, here's some kettlebell <laughs> swings. And, I, and I'm going, I'm going, people look up to both of you. Stop. Stop, Stop yeah. the train. Please. Right, right, right. He needs well, men. And all, yeah. But obviously that's something yeah. you would say when you're in a mania because, and I'm glad you articulated it the way you did, how good mania feels. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Um, and so- Not for everybody. Some oh, okay. People get mixed uh, moods, which is a nightmare. I've mm. had mixed moods, which is like all the anxiety of and horribleness of depression, but you have a lot oh, of man. energy and oh, you can't fuck, sleep. Oh, I had that in a psych ward once for like 20 days. It oh was, my God. Miser- I like I. That's when like the suicide stuff starts. Yeah, popping yeah, up. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. like clearly, like if if Kanye was in, if he was in a manic state when he said that, it makes sense that he said that. Everything, but, but, but that at the same Kanye time, you gotta take a step said, back. Makes sense in the lens of mental illness. Yeah, yeah, sure. I have yeah. screamed. I have screamed. I have superpowers. I have superpowers. <laughs> yeah. In a psych ward, way before that song came out. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Fuck. Yeah. And I mean, I think you could also tell, like, I think, like, when, when Kim was his partner, like, it was evident that something was really wrong, especially because of the juxtaposition between, like, who the Kardashian family is normally selling, always want everything televised, always want everything out there. And that was private. Yeah. And, and you could tell, like, Pulled that was, like, very, like, it was, like, a very private. serious thing for Kim. Yeah. And so I'm like, guys, like, it, it just use like very very minimal people watching and observing skills and you can see like this is not a joke it's not funny I don't know why everyone right. has such a it was so fucking problem fear. deciphering that yeah. yeah and then all the news articles about him he was saying things I'm like guys it's mental illness stop taking like you can't ugh. Yeah, but I, I guess so that's pissed. the price you pay when you're one of the most famous yeah. people on earth. I think yeah. people just don't care whether or not they know it's mental illness. They kind of just don't care because they go, well, this person got all this opportunities and money and fame that I'll never get. I'll never have this. And like, so be it. That's you know? a great point. I think that's the attitude. Like, just because I'm very, uh, uh, I'm obsessed with celebrity, but like kind of like uh, the, the psyche psychology. behind it. Like yeah. why people want to be famous, what happens to famous people, how we as a culture react to famous people. I find it all to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's nice having like a little, like like. My my foot's like in it a little bit, but I'm not too close to it that it that I can't give swept a, away. That I'm still not part of fandom, you know, because yeah. I totally am. Uh, but it's it's just, it's all bad, and the deeper you get, the worse it gets. I know. So, um, would you uh, any tips for people who want to be proactive about their mental illness who aren't? Yeah, um, 
like I said, um, being sober is unfortunately just the cards you get dealt. When Including you ha- weed? Yeah. Okay. Weed. Well, psychoactive. Weed is psychoactive. So I imagine it weed would be Weed fucks me up worse than alcohol, honestly. Wow. Yeah, Anyone yeah. who has anxiety. I mean, it's, it's very interesting to me because I know so many people who have anxiety and smoke weed. And I go, I know you don't see this, but this is giving you more anxiety. I know. And you are now giving me anxiety because <laughs> I'm getting anxiety going, how do you not see you have anxiety? That's it's so my life. funny and so spot on. Like, <laughs> I have friends. She's that addict like, adjacent. So. I have friends that I'm like, I love you to death. When you smoke weed, you suck. You don't make sense you're like you don't talk for three hours and then you're you're high again it's like what do you why yeah and then everyone I mean I have such like a kind of like a you know fun police attitude already that's, <laughs> that's kind of why I was asking you for help because you know I've you know I had roommates who play you know played piano at two in the morning and I asked them to stop because I had a job <sighs> and they called me a prison guard so like this is like a this is like a rotating like label in my life and I and I certainly don't want to say like I know better than everyone but I just also can't sit and watch someone like Destroy. obviously spiraling and like not try to reach out like I didn't care about my roommates so I didn't try to reach out to them I just left the apartment but like right. most of the people that I'm witnessing this I care about yeah so you go well, how do you hey? like how do you tell someone who's not acting like them that they're not acting like them because I don't know who I'm talking to yeah and they don't even realize exactly yeah, it's uh I, I I worry. I worry every day. Uh, I have a I have a second of every day where I go. I'm so grateful that I'm not manic and that I have stabilized my mood. But then I go and I don't know really when the next one's coming. Mm-hmm. And, sure, but it and seems like you have like a plan. I do attack. have a plan. Uh, you know, I have a support system. Yeah. I have people all around me that uh, know who I am and can tell the signs. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I check in with them regularly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully, you know, they'll be able to get to me before it right. gets too wild because, you know, there's stages to it. It's not like for me, at least. And, you know, everyone's I'm speaking different. everyone's different. I it's like there's there's signs. There's warning signs. So I hope that I will be able to identify them and get help and do what I have to do. Um but the sober thing has really helped and like may, not to be like preachy or whatever. No, but, like, but it's helped you. I can tell. My like, mood is so much better. Yeah. I'm just so much more stable. I don't regret things. I don't feel guilty. Nice. That was That was my number one thing with like weed and alcohol was like, I felt like I was letting my whole family down, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm not doing everything I can to stay out of the hospital. Right. Yeah. So why would I not do that? They've been there for me for every step of the way. Why wouldn't I Yeah. Yeah. do everything that I can? Yeah. So, Wise. so I would have like panic attacks every time I got fucked up and I was like, this isn't fun anymore. So right. it wasn't even, it wasn't it's even It's not fun. an escape. It's a prison. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I was still doing it just because I was so used to, that's how I celebrate. That's how I... Mm-hmm. Spend my time. You have to be extremely yeah. mindful in the moments where you go to reach for the joint or the reach for the bottle of beer. Like you have to, you have to be with yourself every fucking second to quit something. Yeah. Whew. Well, I think yeah. there's like always a moment, like when something is wrong. Like I think even if you don't think you have a mental illness, like I think it's always good if you're kind of in this path of adulthood and you there's never been a time when you've been sober for a couple of months. I think it's good. I've definitely tried it just to be like basically like trial and error. Like is this? I went. There was a time when I was just not feeling right, and I was like, I went off birth control for a couple months. I go, it's not that. Like just elimination, and I go, okay, sober for a couple months. It's not that, and then just to find out like what is what is it that's not making me feel right because. Yeah. 
this. I think it's just like good to kind of experience your body as it is. If yeah, your natural chemistry, if you feel off, because they say, I mean, even with like, um, the birth control pill, I mean, that affects a lot of things mentally, but apparently it even uh, affects the partner. It can affect the partners that you choose, whether you're on or on it. Like it changes who you're actually attracted to. Uh So once I heard that, that's why I like, that's why I gave that a try. Cause I was like, I'm just dating all these terrible people. It's gnarly. When I was on it. Well, no, I mean, I, I, you know, it's also something I tell you, you talk about in therapy and then you go, okay, well you recognize that these people are bad. So then I go, well, let me go and step up and see if it's like brain chemistry right. you know because wow. obviously the first thing you know that you work with is like is this just my fault like yeah. on a very Don't on a very foundational level yeah yeah wow yeah. that's yeah. i had no idea um Wow, this is this is a, a very uh, eye-opening oh, conversation. No, did, we, did we lose you? I just saw you, and I'm like, you're not on birth control. Don't worry, Matt. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I'm not. But that like really like. Yeah, well, it's me. like your fer- your pheromones. Like yeah. you, you smell like, and there's a, also like all these studies about how like tears get up, give off a scent, but you're not really perceiving that you're smelling tears. So like straight guys like run away from crying women uh, a lot of times, or like are kind of like. Ugh. Um, unless they know them uh, yeah it could be an underlying thing or the guy's just an asshole and doesn't want to deal with emotions but uh, right. a, there is scientifically like this repulsion um, with the smell of tears that they people don't even realize they're taking in maybe my regular know. smell is something different because when people love to approach me when I'm crying like that's like the number one not people, me people I'm don't like, approach me, me please otherwise <laughs> and then when I'm crying like I've been walking down the street crying and well, people hit on me and I go your tears smell like pussy or something I go yeah. that's why I was like I was like maybe it undoes the abrasiveness of the regular sense oh maybe <laughs> maybe come, oh, it comes out even then so <laughs> my, my, the balance bottle that send it to Santal <laughs> What's the name of the company? Uh, I don't know. Chat up my make is bleeping anyway. Oh, sorry. Um, don't worry about it. You be you and we'll fix it. Okay, cool. And by so, that I mean Mike. Where, <laughs> where can we get your comedy album? Uh, it's on iTunes. Wednesdays on at Bellevue. Wednesdays at Bellevue by Matt Pavich. Uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, please buy it on iTunes. That would mean a lot. Uh, I'm going to drop the special on my YouTube at Matt Z. Pavich uh, nice. in a couple weeks if you want to watch it. Instead What's of your IG, to Instagram? Matt Z Pavich, P A V I C H. What's your middle name? Zachary. Oh, oh. Yeah, really. I was Matthew like Zachary. Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like Ezekiel. That's the first thing I thought of. That's not even Zelda. Zelda? <laughs> they really missed an opportunity for Victor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for 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 gracing us with your presence. Thank and you for, for, for me telling on. us your story. Yeah, really yes. appreciate Super it. Interesting. This yeah. has been guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. (laughs) Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares?
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.